Put the children to bed. It's time for Dan and Aldo to bear their souls. I love the Chicago Bears more than I do masturbating, and that is a lot. Then, with three seconds left, Bob Avellini throws a 30-something yard touchdown pass to Greg Latta, and the Bears win, and I literally shit my pants. I swear to God, I literally did. <laughs> Eric Kramer, for me, I love the guy. He's a tragic figure. I mean, he embodies all that is... If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. Look, I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. You know, they won, but I'm, I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. I don't, I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. So, Dan, tape is the ultimate tool for scouts and for coaches to evaluate players, to detect plays and so forth. And they spend hours looking at tape, right? Why do they so often get shit wrong? I love the efficiency of bourbon. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan and Aldo. for the main star <laughs> of Bears fandom and bring in our opening act, Chris Watts. Chris Watts, how are you, my friend? How are you? How are you, sir? Great to be with you. Great, great to be talking to you, mate. Um, so, yeah, I think this is like the third time on the show and uh, absolutely, always, it's always a joy, mate. And it's so good to talk to you, man, after your... Uh, your little incident, let's just say, last month. It's uh, so nice to finally talk to you, mate, and uh, see that you're improving. And you know, you told me how you're doing before the show, and uh, I'm so I'm so glad that you're, you're on the right track. Uh, I just kept thinking, well, that's a bit of an extreme way of getting out of buying me a pint when I come over to Chicago. I thought when you had your little incident, Alder. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm ready for that pint, brother. Trust me, I'm ready. <laughs> now, Chris, for those people who have not seen you on the Barfly Tailgate show or your previous opinion appearances here on Bear Their Souls, tell people where you are from and how you became a Chicago Bears fan. Oh, yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm from a, a city in, in England, in the north, north of England called Leeds. Um, and I got into the Chicago Bears, it would have been around the end of the 85, 85 and 1986 uh, season. Uh, basically, um, my uncle, he first started watching uh, football. He, he ended up being a 49ers fan. Uh, basically, we had like a, an hour's show on, on British TV, what used to show the highlights of the, of the games from the week before. And that's all we had. Um, and I and then I got his magazine came out every week, and I saw a picture of the Bears, and I thought for some reason I just thought that's my team. 
So yeah, I've been a Bears fan ever since for all my sins. <laughs> and, and you were telling Heidi backstage that your accent is a kind of a mix. Can you kind of explain that to us? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing about I think about the country I'm from is that people can have quite different sounding accents, even if they only live about 10, 20 miles away. Uh, so mine's like a, a mixture between obviously an English accent and I've got my local Yorkshire accent where I come from. Um, so yeah, if you ever get a chance to come over, you'll find that out that you know you have to go like 30, 30, uh, 30 miles up the road and people sound quite different. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, I've not got a posh English accent, old boy. I've got a commoner Northern accent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool to, to know. I, I, I hope to get to your part of the world uh, sometime before I, I hang it all up, so to speak. Uh, and if I do, I'd love uh, I'd love to stop by Leeds and uh, oh. see where you live and, uh, and and enjoy some of the culture down there. Oh, you'd love uh, it, mate. You'd love it. You'd love it. And if you ever came, I'd have to take you to York. If you like old things, York is absolutely stunning. Outstanding, outstanding. And I know you're going to be here for the Bears-Raiders game, uh, so that's going to be really, really a treat to get to meet you finally. Yeah. Uh, i give you a great big hug, man. Oh, yeah, mate. It's going to be it's going to be emotional, man. I don't know how I'm going to handle my emotions all that week. First meeting Mr. Shorty, and then uh, and then, I'll be, then later on I'll be meeting all you guys. I'm telling you I'm going to be an emotional wreck by the time I get back to the UK, but yeah, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. The time, the time couldn't, you know, it can't come quick enough for me. I just keep counting down the weeks. It's only about three and a half months until I come over. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna happen soon, mate. And it's just gonna be awesome uh, to meet everybody, you know, in the flesh, face to face. Jesus Christ, Aldo! All right, uh, Dan just sent me a message. He doesn't have the link. We are sorry. I'm so sorry. Very sorry. Sorry. We'll never do it again. I was just saying hug. I, the, the, the one person that I really, really can't wait to hug the most is, of course, Heidi Zimmerman. Heidi, how are you? Hola! I am good. I am very happy to be here again. I think yeah. you're crazy because having me again, are you sure, Aldo? Mm -hmm. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Absolutely. No, it, it's an honor for me to be here again with you and Ed, and I'm so happy to meet Chris. And I'm happier because I'm, I know I'm going to meet him in person also. So yeah. yes, that would be awesome. And how, how can it be more perfect? Thank you. I'm happy to be here again. And Heidi, why don't you share with us where you're from and how it was that you became a Chicago Bears fan? Okay, well, I'm originally from uh, Mexico City, but I've lived in Acapulco, Mexico for 25 years. Um, I became a Bears fan because my dad was a huge NFL fan, a huge, and he was a Redskins fan. But he called me his little bear because my ears are quite small and he told me hey you have bear ears so I was his little bear and when I realized there was a team with my name they, they had to be my team so I'm, I've been a bear since since I can remember so ah, that, that's the story <laughs> how cool is that and by the way Heidi I want you to say hi to my special friend his name is Dan Aguirre Dan are you there I'm not getting any pussy tonight that's why I'm here I'm here. I apologize for being late. I went down a rabbit hole of politics, which I will not discuss on air. 
Done. I got accidentally distracted and, and I was like, holy shit, I've wasted too much time. Now I'm going to be late. And I apologize. And one more thing. And I love to see Chris and Heidi here, by the way. I want to apologize for getting emotional last week. I was the asshole. And I apologize. And I'm sorry, guys. Oh, stop that. Stop that. It, it, last week, we got into a political discussion towards the tail end of the show. And I think it was Cliff Victoria that said something that set Dan off. And all of us, when we've had discussions about politics, I think all of us from time to time have just you know, lost it. I know I did with uh, Santucci once, but the great thing about our community here is that we can get mad at each other for a little while and then we'll all come back together again. So we're, we're all good, brother. I felt like Cutler in that game against Washington in 2010 where he threw the four picks. You know, what, what was that guy's name? He had the four interceptions in the one game on him? Yes, that was four interceptions. Uh, what was his name? Uh, the defensive back? Oh, jeepers. Uh, somebody is uh, Somebody is going to help me out because he's now on the NFL Network. I want to say Hall, something Hall. Yeah, well, it was it Demetri? Hall. That, no, it's not Daryl <laughs> Hall. He was with the. Uh, he was with Ho he was with John Oates, Daryl Hall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were busy singing, so no, he wasn't. <laughs> and speaking of man eaters, it's good to see you, Heidi. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, it's my wet dreams that we're talking about. Uh, oh, my God. I've been blushing since yesterday, so don't go there, Dan, please. <laughs> I love to hear your voice. You sound like Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. You do. It is true. Uh, by the way, uh, Nasle Briones uh, says, Heidi, todo bella. And uh, with that translated in English, that means that Nasli wants to have a date with Heidi. <laughs> I love my girls, Nasli and Almis. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Nasli, of course, does the, the Bears Previa here in the Barroom Network when the season starts. Hopefully, she'll be back for another season, and we can't wait to have her back here on this show. Listen, guys, uh, I'm going to jump right into it because we've got a lot to cover today. And so one of the things that I want to get done right away, because I know the audience has been waiting for this all day since I put it up on Twitter, I asked Heidi to do something very special for us, and it is basically this. Heidi's hotties, the top 10 bears uh, that she finds the most handsome. I'm sorry, that's the wrong button. And so we and she didn't put them in order of priority, but I think that if anyone knows Heidi, that one of her most uh uh special Bears fans, and I think Nasli falls into this too, is a guy that plays tight end for the Chicago Bears currently, and he is, of course, go ahead, Heidi. The one and only Holtimet, our homeboy. <laughs> Tell us why you like Cole Komet so much. Uh, because he's handsome. <laughs> he, <laughs> he is becoming a great player, but first of all, he's handsome. In this list, which is the important thing about this list, is that he's very handsome. And uh, we all, the three bear girls, love him. And we support him That's a lot. That's right. 
That's right. And you're when you say the Three Bears Girls, you're, you're talking about the podcast uh, that mm -hmm. is called the, the Three Bears Girls. It was you, yep. Nasli, and Alma. Is that how we pronounce her name? Yes, Alma. Exactly. Alma. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Now, uh, uh, Dan Aguirre, the first two seasons of Cole Komet's career, not talking about how good he looks, but Dan had kind of a problem with Cole Komet. You want to talk a little bit about that, Dan? Tell me, Dan. Well, initially, he dropped a lot of passes. He couldn't break any tackles either. It's like, you know, you want your tight end to be like a big burly guy that's going to run somebody over, like Cat Bozo running with grass and shit in his helmet, you know? You But Cole Komet would like get, like one finger would knock him down, and he was always falling down. It's like he was on skates or he had the wrong cleats on, and he just didn't make any impact at all. So it's not like I had anything personal against him. I just thought, you know, man, he's going to be a bust, but he, he was really – uh, really good last year. And again, I mentioned it over and over that catch he made in Atlanta was something that Lynn Swan would have been proud of. It was, it was tremendous. Indeed. Indeed. And Chris, what are your thoughts about uh, Cole Komet? Uh, yeah, they had very sort of similar sentiments to what Dan said, uh, but like, you could, I always sort of hear, I think I've heard on your show that it could take up to about three or four years for a tight end to, you know, really learn all, all the techniques and, and the system. So it seems to me like he's following that, that time scale. And last year, he was absolutely awesome. Um, I think I think he's got a really good sort of relationship with Justin Fields. Uh, and that, like, like Dan said, that catch he made at Atlanta last year was absolutely amazing. I was jumping up and down and going crazy when I watched it over here. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's improved, mate. And uh, he's pro I'm probably everything what Cole Komet ain't out. Cole Komet is, you know, Cole Komet's really tall and good looking. I'm really sort of short and sort of not good looking. So I don't think I'm going to go. I don't think any of the Spanish girls are going to go for me because I'm like the opposite to Cole Komet. I don't know, Chris. I wouldn't sell yourself short. Those golden long locks. Heidi, don't you just love his hair? No, yes, yes. <laughs> I actually. Envy your hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> now, let me tell you something about about uh, about Heidi. So about me, I'm I'm very objective. If, if I'm uh, comparing beauty and talent, I rather go talent in this case because they are players. They are football players. So, but in this case, Cole Komet started from zero, and then and I think tight end is one. It's a very complex. Uh, what's the word? Position. 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 So it takes longer for them to develop. So I think last year was a very good year for Cole, Cole Komet, and he's going to be better this year, especially because he's going to be targeted, but he's going to have some uh, backup with Robert Tonyan. So that's mm -hmm. my thought. That's my thought. So it's in this case, he's very handsome and he's very talented right now. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, Cliff uh, uh, Cliff Victoria says that Chris, you have the accent that women love. Yes, ah. yes, Chris. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I must admit, that's worked on on one American girl I met uh, who was like a friend of my one of my mates' wife, and it didn't take that long for the Yorkshire English magic to uh, to, to you know to take place. So. Uh, you never know what's going to happen when we get to Chicago, Alden, Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan, if uh, if uh, Heidi sounds like 
Penelope Cruz, then who does Chris Watts sound like? The comedian. <laughs> there was a comedian in the late 80s, early 90s. I don't know if he continued on, but he used to be on HBO a lot named Billy Connolly. Yes. That oh, sounds yeah. like Chris Watts. I see that. I hear that. But, but, and you, know, you know what, Dad? He's, he's one of my uh, one of my favorite comedians. I mean, he's from Glasgow in Scotland, so he's got like a Scottish accent. Uh, but yeah, he's one of my one of my favorite ever comedians, Billy Conley. He's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's good. Heidi, you care to translate this for us? Nasli's message. Como diríamos? Como diríamos corrientemente en México a con la traiga? No, I can't. Nasli, ¿qué te pasa? A como la como la traiga. Let me. Think about that for a second, and I'll come to you later with a translation. Okay, please. <laughs> I love it. By the way, Nasli Briones is now living in Chicago, and so I think Chicago has really changed Nasli from the sweet, innocent girl that she was when Mexico sent her here, and is now uh, living in Chicago uh, amongst all of us dirty old men. <laughs> all right, Heidi, uh, you ready for the next one? Oh, yes, I'm ready. You just, <laughs> you just mentioned his name. He is Robert Tanyan. Tell us why. Yeah, well, like I, I don't have much to say about him, just that I love the fact that he loves he loved the Bears. In the beginning, he was a Bears fan, and he's right. handsome, and he's talented, and he will uh, smear his talent on every Packers fan's face. <laughs> I love the way she put that. Se lo va a embarrar así. That sounded really sexy and the way he just and did he's, that. He is handsome. He is. He is. Uh, Dan Aguirre, can you go for a guy like this? Oh, you gotta love the man, you gotta love the man bun, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's a handsome guy, and he's from Chicago. And when I was looking for these pictures, I saw so many pictures of him as a kid with uh. Ryan Erlacher jersey and, and all, all this Bears paraphernalia. But uh, I'm sure Heidi wasn't talking about him being attractive when he was a 10-year-old. So no, so no, 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 no. <laughs> so I had to pick a couple <laughs> of Packer pictures and crop out the Packers insignia. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. No, now, I, go ahead, uh -huh. please. No, it's okay that his his pictures are with the Packers uniform on because that's even more ironic. I thought you were going to say package. <laughs> and he has a big package. No, that has something to do with uh, the <laughs> translation you want me to to <laughs> from Nasli's quote. So that's, that's going to be later. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, let's move on to uh, number three. By the way, we did a we ran a poll today, and I asked people which of these four players that I put on the poll which is not in Heidi's top ten, and thirty percent said Patrick Manley, twenty six percent said Walter Payton, twenty three percent says Kyler Gordon, and twenty percent said Akeem Hicks. Are you surprised by those numbers, Heidi? Not really surprised because I, I again, people know me very well, but they will be surprised. 
right? <laughs> they will be surprised because next on Heidi's list is Patrick exactly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Let my girls tell me about him. <laughs> he why is. is. He, why is he so hot for you? Because he is. <laughs> and he's a bear and he retired as a bear uh, some years ago and recently on um, recent days i think it was yesterday or the day before and just be yeah we're talking about handsome guys right he's handsome right. <laughs> and he's he he he's a bear that's all and did it have anything uh, to do with the fact that when he was out in the field all you saw was his ass <laughs> maybe <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, but remember, I am objective. Remember that. I yes, told you. I know. Okay. I know. Uh, Chris, you had a thought? I was just going to say that all these men are all, all very sort of slightly got the same sort of look about them, Heidi. They all mm. seem to be tall, dark, and handsome. So uh, I think you definitely got a type. <laughs> Dan, Dan are, you, uh, are you a little perturbed that? Uh, Heidi hasn't picked anyone that looks like you, a six foot no, five, no, no, two hundred eighty five pound muscle man. I'm going to get some hate for this, but I just, I really, really don't like Patrick Manley. Um, why? You know, sometimes people will say, "Come on, guys, we're talking about kickers. Don't talk about kickers." I mean, the long snapper is the most like. If the kicker is insignificant, what is the long snapper? This dude was with the team. Since Wani was coached, but he was only in the game like four times a you know a Sunday. Yeah, and don't four, forget four or five snaps. Yeah, he <laughs> lost us that game in Green Bay in Cutler's. Was it Cutler's debut when he called that audible on a punt for no reason and did a direct snap to Garrett Wolf and we like lost the uh, turnover wow. downs at like our own thirty five and he was like I thought I saw something it's like no one wants to know what you're thinking snap the damn ball. Wow. And he was on the Bears' top 100 list, like of all time greats. And I'm a pure hater when I say this. He's so boring on the score. I'm so glad the Bears' post game went away from Mike Mulligan and, and Patrick Manley. God. By the way, I would like to uh, welcome Patrick Manley to the show. Patrick, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> you did that to Shane that one year when with the beat writer. Which what was his name? The um, uh, Goaty. Uh, Mark, Mark Grody. Yeah, Gro, Gro, I was thinking Grody. of the pop star Gautier for a second for some reason. No. Dan, can I tell you something about that? Yes, please. I, I, I made another list but because they are former bears that are no longer bears for a reason. Or I, don't, I simply don't want to put them on my list. And one of them is Jay Cutler. Don't hate Ooh. me. But the other one is Pat O'Donnell. So... Yes, they are kind of irrelevant, but but Patrick Manley actually retired as a bear, so that's uh, true. That's that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. But you you got to say that Color's a good looking guy, though. Color's got great hair. Yes, he is exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, and I and I don't know why you're so down on log snappers. My first girlfriend had a really long snapper. <laughs> 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 on him. It just feels like he gets a lot of notoriety that I feel like it's like, oh, he's there since Wanstead was coach. 
Yeah, but he was only active on four plays. I mean, Josh Bellamy was in the game more than Patrick Manley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. By the Mark way, Ed <laughs> Eduardo is absolutely right uh, about uh, Patrick Manley has his own beer. It's called the Long Snapper. It's an IPA. And I know this because well, I was on Patrick's uh uh, Twitter feed to get get some images, and so I found some pictures of him, you know, drinking the beer and stuff. I didn't select it in them for the show, but one of the things I discovered is he follows the bar room, uh, so I need to contact him. I was actually going to contact him, uh, Heidi, and ask him to be a guest on the show. Until to I fucked that up, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now it's all over. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. See that. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Oops. Oh, I gave away the next person. It's Carlos Santos. Papi Santos. <laughs> Why do you like this guy? Because he's Brazilian? Is he Brazilian? Yes. Yes, I guess so. He's Brazilian and he's he's cute. He's very cute. And he's Papi Santos. When whenever he um scores a field goal or an, an extra point, he's Papi Santos. If not, he's only Cairo Santos, but he's Papi Santos. He's very cute. And I think my my uh, co-hosts on my uh, podcast are um, agree with me on this one. Yeah, I see Nasli right now uh, writing. You out almost Papi never. Santos. Papi Santos. He's Papi you Santos. Never, you never get to call him Papi when he's kicking extra points, though, because he misses all the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, that he he misses oh, about but not every time. Oh, about, <laughs> oh, about when it's a bit windy and it's over 40 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to try that. I mean, am, am, I, am I the kicker? Is that my response? I, I, I want to sit this one out. I want to hang out with Patrick Manley on the sideline. <laughs> that is funny and you know what one of the pictures i chose was it was him kind of reacting it it appears that he's upset that he missed the kick the picture on the far right on your screen doesn't it look like he's angry that he missed a kick or something like that i'm not sure yep. <laughs> that is he's funny. like i single-handedly lost that lions game last year <laughs> See, that's the difference. That, that that's the fun in this. That uh, they Aldo asked me for a list of handsome bears. Mm -hmm. He didn't say notable or um, great players or <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you know <laughs> you understand me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too because I asked her for a list of the most handsome people at the Barroom Network, and I was not in the top twenty-five. <laughs> Heidi, what's going on here? That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> All right. The next person on the list is going to surprise everybody. Everybody in North America and Please Europe. tell me it's Ted Washington. Oh. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> it is EQ, Equinemia St. Brown. Tell us why you love the EQ. Do I really have to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> he is hot. <laughs> he is very handsome. That's all. I, I was shocked by it. I, I, I figured I, you chose him why? because he's got the same hair color in that one picture that Chris Watts has. No, he's, <laughs> he's handsome. Look at his face. 
<laughs> Look at everything. <laughs> no, he's he's very handsome. I am kind of glad he's back on the team uh, because uh, he wasn't that bad <laughs> last year, and he is very handsome. We're Except for that drop about- against Miami, the the Miami drop at the end of the game was awful. Yeah. There's all, there's always them to come and drop everything on me. I'm talking. I'm just talking about. I'm, we're just talking about looks here, Dan. Please. Yes. She's talking about bubble butts, not dropped passes. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get it. I get it. He's an attractive guy. I'll give you that. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I was surprised he was on the list, but you're absolutely right. He's a, 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 a and his brother, uh, the guy that plays with Detroit is. He's Harrison. a shit talker. We really don't like yes. him. Yes, no, yes, I don't like really him, is. not yeah. at all. Uh, and his father was a former uh, a bodybuilding champion. You ever see uh, pictures of uh, Chris Watts? You ever see pictures of the St. Brown's dad? I have, yes. Uh, not not like not like in a private setting on my own, but I've seen it on your show. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have one taped up on your wall. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got your, I've got, I've got, uh, I've got your picture on the on the wall, Alda. Yours and that picture is too. Uh, oh, <laughs> hey, you know who should be on this list? Uh, no one will probably remember this fact, but a man on the late '80s Bears. He was with the Bears like '86 to '94, but he was a male stripper. Does anyone remember who that was? Oh, he stripped. Yes. He stripped in the offseason. Like, I'm not kidding. I mean, I don't know if he pulled out the old Wong or not, but, you know, he was one of those Chippendales. He was a defensive back, right? Yes, and a good special teamer, too. Like, he played corner, safety, and was a great special team. He kind of did a little bit of everything. Was it Maurice Douglas? That is correct. Wow. Let me see if I can find a picture. Because, Heidi, you you don't remember uh, Maurice Douglas, right? No. I don't find a picture of him. I was actually going to put uh, Doug Plank on my list. Oh, that would have been a good one. Yes, that would have been a very good. Hi, hi, dear. What about what about William Perry, the fridge? Mm. (laughs) No, (laughs) I love him, but he's not handsome. (laughs) Oh, Um, the. the picture of Maurice Douglas is not the most uh, attractive one of him, but this is Maurice Douglas. Uh, he had a gap what? tooth there, Dan. Uh, but yeah, he did. A, he was a Chippendales dancer, if I remember correctly. That's Yay. true. I'm not making that up. That is very true. Uh, I'll try to find a, a picture of him naked for you, Heidi, and I'll send you should do him on the bar room. I can, I can, I can do that, Aldo. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Johnny Santucci is on the controls, so he is uh, writing all of these comments in our chat room. Uh, I see. And, and he gave away who is the next person on the list. It is, of course, Chase Claypool. What do you oh. think about Mr. Ch- Look at that picture of him. Holy oh, cow. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. I love- <laughs> Although he looks like the weekend's character on the idol. Yes, he does. You're right. <laughs> I don't know, but I have a funny story about him. Please he looks, share. He looks a lot like uh, an ex-boyfriend from my oh. um, early uh, youth. <laughs> I was 16 and he was 17. 
And I actually showed a picture of him to my, my friends, Alma and Nasle, and they look so much alike. So, and yeah, this, this guy is very handsome. And I really want him to step up and have a great year. And I am sure he will. And I am very uh, sad about all this narrative that's going on right now about him. Uh, I have faith in him. And he's well, very handsome. He is a handsome man. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Chris, what do you think about Chase Claypool in 2023? You think he's going to have a good season? I think he is. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of what's been said about him over the last sort of couple of months is just uh, loads of journalism. It's that sort of time of year where obviously you know we're waiting for training camp and, and there's nothing really going on. And I, I just really think it's 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 a lot about nothing really. And I think I think he's going to have a good year. I really do. Uh, uh, Heidi, do you want to translate what Nasli uh, wrote there about uh, something about Chase Claypool looking like a Hershey bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Chris. I I was laughing about uh, at Nasli's uh, <laughs> comment. He looks like a Hershey's bar, and I like those very much. <laughs> there's there's something funny about us, Nasli and myself. We we both have sort of same tastes much different like uh, about but almis <laughs> alma <laughs> yeah nasli and i uh, usually have the same taste <laughs> hershey bars <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> retro says heidi he is a physical specimen but it's what you do on the field retro missed the start of the show when we were talking about she's picking the most handsome guys retro <laughs> yeah no and, and i agree and i agree and i am expecting him to to step up and do better <laughs> that is of funny. course what do you think uh dan aguirre what expectations for mr chase claypool besides looking really hot in 2023 I, I agree with chris i kind of feel like that people are writing him off too soon for what he's playing for a contract and i think he's going to do well if he stays healthy with regards mm -hmm. to my photo it looks like i'm going to the proctologist office i'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I'm in pain. What, what what kind of expression am I making there at Soldier Field? That must have been when that must have been when St. Brown dropped that pass on fourth down. <laughs> no, it was not. It, it was not, but it was close to that point. There was a point in the game, Heidi and Chris, that uh, Dan and I went to the Miami Dolphins Chicago Bears game, which was despite the loss, was one of the most fascinating games i think in bears history because justin fields was phenomenal just phenomenal but late in the fourth quarter dan was getting so upset because the defense could not make a stop and so i took a picture of him when he was expressing his anger towards the bears defense and that was his expression right there and then <laughs> if you don't believe me look at the guy behind him the guy behind him looks like he's going to cut the balls off of anybody wearing a bears uniform <laughs> the, the thing i remember the most about that if you recall like the last the bears had like three or four times we had to get stops or the game would end and they started getting them but i was like oh i can't look and i i just i, I refused to watch the play and the bears would get stops i was like okay I, I, it worked last time 
So I can't watch now. I just kept putting my head yeah. between my legs and it was working. Right, well, that's, I, I told you, uh, hey, the last time, because he says, I can't watch, I can't watch. And the Bears stopped them. And then it happened again, a third or fourth down situation. And I told Dan, don't look. Don't <laughs> Get look. your fucking head down. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. All right, yeah. we're moving on with the list. Uh, I, I, I expected this guy to be on the list, but... I, I I was wondering, Heidi, if you were going to have him on the list because he hasn't played for the Bears in a while. But this gentleman definitely deserves to be on everybody's list for top 10 most handsome Chicago Bears. He is, of course, Zach Miller. Oh, I thought course. it was going to be Jim Miller. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Miller time. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, I think our Bears haven't been – like a huge, uh, we haven't had huge names on tight ends, mm -hmm. except for, you know, <laughs> our, our the, the ones from the past. But I think uh, Zach Miller was a, a great player, and he is still a bear mm -hmm. in That's all, right. in every way. And he's so handsome, and he's great, and he's supportive. And he sings, and he sings very well. I actually like his songs. I have them all Ay, on, on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Ay, Dios mío, he's very handsome. And very he's, handsome. Yeah, and he's great. He's great. Uh, Dan, of course, you've got a, a memory of Zach Miller that you want to share. Uh, I'm oh, not yeah. talking about the intimate one in the hotel lobby. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Huh. Uh, tell us uh, your thoughts about Zach Miller. Most importantly, the Bears took up for him financially when he had to have that surgery. He, he mm -hmm. almost died if people... I've mentioned this on air before. It was in 2017 when the Bears were in the Superdome. and It was in October, uh, late... It was like week eight, week nine, somewhere through there. And it's like... They were close to getting back to 500. They just needed a win. And he caught a touchdown pass in New Orleans that uh, that dumbass in uh, New York overturned. Mm -hmm. What was his name again? Uh, Alfa Alfonso Riveron. Yeah, Al Riveron. Riveron. And, and, and he, Riveron. he defended this move over and over and over when everyone knew it was a touchdown. But Zach Miller had to get like an artery taken out of one leg and placed in the other. He almost not only lost one leg, he almost died. Mm -hmm. And then the following season, the Bears put him on the roster and the pup list. But they knew he was never going to play again, but therefore I guess he got all the medical benefits as a player, and they really took up for him and stepped up for it. So big ups to the Bears for standing by the guy that almost died catching a touchdown that was overturned, no less. Eduardo Miguel says, I'm as heterosexual as they come, but you got to stick me in a code jail cell with somebody. I'm picking <laughs> Zach Miller. <laughs> Way to go, Eduardo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Chris, uh, what yeah. you know, Zach Miller had a lot of sensational catches in his time with the Chicago Bears. Do you recall one catch other than the one that Dan just referred to but was ruled not a catch uh but do you recall one catch in his time with the bears that was really outstanding to you um oh god first i want to say that dan's dan in that picture looks like he wants to say god it's just like a sauna in here uh but <laughs> it's no i can't to be honest with you mate my my, my memory is just it's just completely you know i'm like a goldfish 
So uh, I remember things from about 40 years ago, like like crystal clear. But ask me something from about six months ago, a year or two years, forget about it. So unfortunately, I, can't, I couldn't give you my favourite one. I, I just can't think of it straight off the head at all. Well, do you remember the one against the Chargers on Monday Night Football? Jay Cutler throws a pass to him over the middle. He makes the one-handed catch and touchdown. Yes. Oh, Dan, did, did I remember that correctly? Yeah, that was the same night, yeah. if I recall, that Cutler broke the Bears' record for most touchdown passes in the organization. I believe it was, it was to Martellus Bennett. This guy, he remembers everything. That yeah, was a Monday night game, though. Encyclopedia with two legs. <laughs> and a golden voice. You want to hear something? Two incredible? balls, too. Dan, Dan will text me Bobo. in the middle of the night, and he'll say something about the Bears. He'll say, also, that was the night that I got my third blowjob from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, my God. He yeah, I, sports and sex. I believe you. <laughs> I've said this story many times maybe, on air. Maybe, although maybe that's the reason he remembers everything, because he uh, uh, relates everything yeah. to I his I said this story many times. It's worth revisiting. I was getting my first ever blowjob at the moment in 1997 when the Bears lost to Washington at Soldier Field and Curtis Conway caught, I don't remember if he caught a touchdown and it was overturned or no, it was pass interference and they didn't call it and Conway got mad and threw his helmet. Uh, I was getting blown for the first time in my life when Conway threw his helmet. <laughs> what a great moment. See, gotta, that's, his, get, that's get. his way to remember everything. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Which, which, which came first, or you, Dad, or the helmet? <laughs> no, that part I can't remember. <laughs> well played, well played. I knew when, uh, oh, we'll, call her Nick, we'll call her Nikki. I'm not saying that was her name, but it might have been. Uh, whenever she was doing her thing, I remember thinking, this whole blowjobs business is not overrated at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's lived up to his name many times. It has. <laughs> all right. We're moving on with our list. Here is somebody who is a relatively newbie to the Chicago Bears. His name is Kyler Gordon. Oh, you must love these muscles on this guy. Look at that. Holy cow. Tell us about Kyler. Yeah, look at this, uh, his muscles and look at his face. He's just, and, and his hair, everything about him. Uh, he's very handsome. And of course, I am expecting him to be great or better this coming season. That as, yeah, we're talking about Luke. So yeah, he's very handsome and sexy. Hi Heidi, would you rather have a team of ugly Super Bowl winners or a team of handsome, Second place winners. Ugly ones. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly ones. After they win, they they will all become handsome. So yeah. Well, I, I believe you because you're hanging around with Chris and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I had to. No, no, you, I was just thinking well, as soon as she said that, it was like the 1970 Baltimore Colts. I don't think there was one person on the team that was attractive. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody on that looked like they were straight out of like just the sandlots and like would, you know, just have ripped jeans and like hadn't showered tonight. None of them look like these guys. But you know, winners, winners are, are, are handsome. So 
Yeah, mm. that's right. A quick story about handsome cornerbacks for the Chicago Bears. I was doing a job down in Miami, or excuse me, Orlando, Florida at Disney World, and we had hired Donnell Wolford to be a part of this event that was going on there, and it was for the entire week. Donnell was with us for the first four days, and he brought with him a very, very hot woman. Oh, my gosh. We would go out to dinner with them. They would get drunk, and they were having a hard time. And then the next morning after the fourth night, and we still had three more nights there, the next morning on the on the fourth or fifth day, I saw him and I said, hey, where's your girlfriend? And he goes, oh, she flew back. My wife is flying in today. Wow. <laughs> now, was he wow. a bear at that time? Yes, he was a bear. And she, his wife shows up. I'm probably getting him a divorce right now if he's still married. But his, wife shows, up, his wife shows up and she's pregnant. Oh. Oh. You remember you in think, Ditka was like, you this think guy's that's bad? That's bad. You remember in <laughs> yeah, Ditka in 89? 89, he was like, this guy, right, can't corner any. He can't cover anybody. We're not going to win another game because this guy's not any good. <laughs> that's right. But he to be pretty good, though. He did. He did. All right, let's move on. How many do we have? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and that leaves two left. And they're both from the same position and so the next player on the list Heidi will tell us it is Roshan Johnson <laughs> the rookie uh, running back the rookie yes I cannot tell you anything about this guy and just uh, I am happy they drafted him and that he's extremely handsome and look at that body mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I was going to ask, are you an ass man or are you a uh, chest man? Do you prefer a man with a nice ass or do you prefer a man with, you know, like me? I got a, muscles in my chest. <laughs> uh, I don't have a preference, actually. Okay. The, well, the, the whole figure. Do you it could prefer... be one or the other or both. Do you prefer somebody? Do you prefer somebody like me who has a micro penis, or somebody like Chris Watts who has a huge? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't answer. Oh, you've heard. Please. No, I'm not going to answer. You've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Alta, Alta, Alta! If I took if I took my boxer shorts off, it'd come out and it'd be like you know hitting hitting Chicago. <laughs> I think I understood what he said. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you don't want I actually, to. I, okay. I Leave it at that. I said, I said it. I didn't really understand what I was saying myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Let's move on to our last person. This is the absolute best choice of the lot. This is. My favorite, too. And I met this gentleman in person, got to shake his hand, and then immediately afterwards, I went into the washroom and I masturbated. So the man <laughs> is Walter Payton. Tell us about Walter. Look at him. I am speechless. There is nothing I can say about him. He's, he's perfect. He was perfect. He's Hall, he's the best. He was the best athlete, and he was so handsome. And I'm speechless, really. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And it, maybe this is, uh, no, I, I'm talking about only, he, he's handsome. I'm talking about only uh, about physics. He mm-hmm. is, he was extremely handsome. Uh, but if you add to that how great he was, it's the, the whole picture is perfect. Yeah. Indeed. Um, Dan, would you uh, suck uh, Aaron Rodgers? No, I mean, uh, Walter <laughs> No. <laughs> Not Aaron Rodgers. We're supposed to have Jared Payton on. I can't talk about this. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Walter looked cool with the Jerry curl and with the fro in the late 70s before he mm-hmm. did the curl. Walter mm-hmm. was just cool, man. Walter just walks in the room and just fucking is the epitome of cool. Like He's mm-hmm. like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. He just seems cool, you know? Have you have you seen um, footage of Walter Payton uh, like we were doing like a dance off? It was something yeah. like Soul Trade or something like yeah. that. Oh, awesome, man! Go on. <laughs> oh man, he threw some steps, but actually, a lot of it was hand movements. And then you know, towards the end, he threw a couple of nice steps and stuff. I thought, you know, I, I wish they would have featured him a little bit more dancing. That would have been cool because I bet you that was just a taste of what he could do on the da- on the dance floor. I I can't believe Heidi didn't put Akeem Hicks on this. She loves Akeem Hicks. Well, I, I don't know if you were here. Yeah, on our poll, um, a lot of people anticipated that Akeem Hicks was going to be on this list. Heidi. Why didn't you choose your guy, Akeem Hicks? Because he hurt my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to stay with the Bears. The Bears didn't sign him. I know. I know. But from the moment that he left, he never replied to any of my tweets again. He used to reply to many of them. And I wrote him a farewell letter and I made him a collage with all our um interactions everything mm-hmm. he didn't even like it so i did the same thing for cutler and he didn't react to me either I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no and 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 let me tell you something about akim hicks and if i said it many many times i loved him for how he played and his heart and his passion and and everything about him but Physically, I didn't think he was so handsome. He was. He is handsome, but I, he didn't catch my eye as much as uh, the others. <laughs> so that's my explanation. And he hated Tom but, Waddle. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He but left mostly, an interview. Yeah, he left the yes, ESPN I, because he was mad I at know. Mark Silverman in them. I know. I know. That was yeah. epic. <laughs> yeah. If, if he didn't like it, the way an interview was going, he would let the uh, reporter know. I know he had a riff with David Hall uh, yeah. in one interview. Yes. I, by the way, uh, excuse me for interrupting. Nasli Briona says, and esta lista falta Matt Forte. Uh, <gasps> she says, this list, Matt Forte is missing, and she shouldn't be. She says, in his arms, she would fall asleep. See, me the one more. Forte oh. dyes his beard. Well, you know what? Uh, good point because I'm thinking about doing that too. That's why I no. mentioned it because you need to dye your beard. No, like we've been no, talking about. no, no, leave your oh, beard alone. No. If he dyes his beard, he'll look 20 years younger. Mm, I don't want no, to look no, he, he doesn't need to look 20 years younger. He's perfect. No, thank you. I don't want to look 20 years younger. What I want to do, be is 20 I mean, years I want, younger. I want, I want... <laughs> I don't want to be sixty. Yeah. I want to be forty. No, I, 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 I... Oh, Chris, uh, you froze <laughs> up. You froze up as you were saying something. Go ahead, Chris. 
I'll, I'll just gonna say, don't, don't do it, Alder. Don't do it. Looks good how, how it is. <laughs> Retro says the only muscle I have in my chest comes from a pig, considering my recent health issues. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, that was. Uh, I see. I see that Tooch might be ready. Send me a, a message in the private chat, uh, Tooch, and let me know how much time more you need or you're ready to jump in um and if not we will begin our next segment which should be a lot of fun you chris and heidi you guys can stay to the end of the show which is like around uh, another let's see hour and 20 minutes or so yeah of course. i only need like a quick break <laughs> okay of course you, whenever you need a break just uh, take it uh Tooch, what how are you doing you are you ready to jump in are you listening Tooch? Oh, he nodded. He nodded. Yes. Oh, he just typed the message. Girls are still awake. Okay, no problem. We don't. We don't like to uh, have Tooch on the show when his uh, daughter. Oh, we lost Aldo. Oh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> I do what Tooch, done. Tooch was like, "I'm controlling shit here, Aldo. Don't talk about my daughters." <laughs> My finger has been twitching, back? and so I accidentally press press buttons. I don't know what's going on. Aldo, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to play a game. Uh, the what we the he's tourist... the guy from Saw now. Good movie. Um, <laughs> it's called. Uh, it's basically the byline of our show, uh, and what we call it is um, looking for the videos, <laughs> so we could we could do a nice transition. But I think I forgot to. Oh, here. It is. <laughs> Yeah, baby, dancing a little slice <laughs> uh, there. This game is called Bears Sex and Anything Goes. So I am going to ask each of you a question. It's going to be in the category of either a Bears question, a sex question, or anything goes. So you're asking me, well, how are you going to pick the category? Well, I'm going to do it because the video is going to stop. It's going to spin, and it's going to stop on one of the categories, and that's the category that of the topic for you so because heidi is a lady and we always let ladies go first we're going to go with heidi first anybody have a complaint about that all right nope. here we go <laughs> nope. all right anything goes here is the question for heidi um Let's see. Would you rather be able to travel everywhere for free or eat everywhere for free? Would you rather be able to travel everywhere or for free or eat everywhere for free? What do you think, Heidi? Ah, uh, that's a very easy one. I would rather be able to travel travel everywhere for free. Really? Why is that? Because I haven't traveled as much as I would love to. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, because money is always an issue, and uh, so that's the reason. <laughs> okay, just out of curiosity, Chris, are you are you the type of person who would rather eat uh, everywhere or or travel everywhere? 
No, I've been the one who wants to travel everywhere. I, I, I try and spend as little as possible on food. I would have, I would, when I was younger, I would have people, if I had money to buy cigarettes or use mm-hmm. that money for buying food, I'd always buy the cigarettes. So uh, I would definitely <laughs> travel. What about you, Mr. Dan Aguirre? Definitely travel. Definitely travel. Oh, interesting. Okay. Why is that? You know, you can eat a dinner, nice dinner for 50 bucks and the flights, you know, at least four, three, $400. So, I mean, do the math. Yeah. I guess I'm the only one here would, who would rather eat anywhere for free just because. Wait a minute. Does that include women? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I think uh i think we lost heidi for a second so uh we won't wait for her to back get back we'll trust that she will be back shortly so let's go uh well, chris watts will be next let's pick uh, a topic for him this is of oh, course totally out of the blue all right chris we've got a bears question for you here uh, it is, which of these players do you wish was on the 2023 roster? Which of these players do you think was on the 2023 roster? Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, Walter Payton, or Willie Galt? Which of those players, Chris Watts, do you wish was on the Bears roster? Hampton, Dent, Payton, or Galt? What do you say, amigo? It's deep in thought. Ding, well, ding. That, that's a good question, man. I'd have to say, like, I'd have, I'd have to say, in a position where the team is at the moment, I'd say Dent, because we're desperate for a for a pass rusher, and he was one of the all-time greats. So I'd, uh, yeah, if it were for today and this year, I'd pick Dent. Isn't that weird to pick Dent over the greatest player of all time, Walter Payton? That is yeah. that, that I, I, Chris has a My solid favorite argument. player. Yeah, look at that. You can't argue with Chris, but man, to pick him over, uh, Tooch says Dent is the only answer. Anybody disagree with that? And you see, uh, uh Heidi agrees with Chris. Dan, what do you think? Since you can't, I agree. Uh, I would say Dent and even put Dan Hampton next because Hampton could go outside or slide inside and play defensive tackle. I would choose Dent because mm-hmm. yeah, like, like you always mentioned, there were so many people that would question Dent's effort at times and said that he wasn't giving his all and look at all the fuck he still gave. <laughs> like if he wasn't playing as hard, like what people were saying at the time, like when Mike Ditka was calling him, what was that? The nickname he gave him? Uh, Robert. Yeah, like he would, yeah. So he was saying he should be benched at times and things like that. And he still had that much production. Yeah. I mean, he he was amazing, man. And just, I, I dare I say, underrated for a Hall of Famer. Indeed. Very, very underrated. I totally agree. Yeah. And the, the Bears now talk about that they want length and speed. And Dent falls into that car- category. He's had long arms. He's just a, he, he would put up his arms and block passes and, and he would, really had, had great athleticism to, to him. I remember this one Monday night game where he went parallel to the ground to, do you remember that game, Dan? Uh, I forgot who it was, Joe Montana, maybe that he sacked when he went parallel to the ground and, and, and got an incredible sack. You, you don't remember. Do you? I don't remember that specific play, but yeah, he, 
terrorized Montana in that Monday night game in 88, which again, I always say was part of the reason they lost the NFC championship game because Dent got hurt against Green Bay. Like, I think he broke his ankle. Mm. Maybe it was his leg. But either way, in that Green Bay game, he got hurt late in the season. And he missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't pressure Montana at all in that championship game. And yeah. he ate us alive throwing deep passes to Jerry Rice. Man, heartbreaking moment. All right. Um, let, it is Dan's turn now. Let's see what the, the topic is going to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. It, it had to be. It had to be sex. <laughs> of course, it had to be sex. All right. Here's the question for Dan Aguirre. Dan, have you ever used a vibrator when having sex with someone else? Wait, on myself? No. No, not on yourself. <laughs> Just using it for whatever purpose. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I've, well, I don't know about during sex, but I've definitely used like a lady's vibrate on her clit while I was going down on her just to kind of give the double sensation, you know, like I've done that. Uh, I don't think I've used the vibrator on them while I was doing them, but yeah, I have during oral sex. I see. Uh, and there is a shot of Heidi hiding herself from the family and kids and everybody else. Uh, Chris, you want to share any vibrator stories? Hey, that's not the play. That is not the play, Tooch. That's not the one. I, it was a Monday night game, but that is what he was capable of doing. Uh, Chris, you want to share any vibrator stories with us? Um, well, well, um, it's not a question I've been asked very often, especially at this time in the morning. But uh, no, I used to see a girl. We used to, we uh, we used to call the vibrator Mister Pinky. And that's uh-huh. the only story I can give you regarding vibrators because it was just this big pink thing. So it was called Mr. Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to ask Heidi this question unless she wants to volunteer some information <laughs> for us. <laughs> no, I, I think actually somebody's calling me. I, I may have to go earlier <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> all right so we'll bypass that let's go on, let's pick a category for Heidi oh my god didn't Heidi. I tell you that somebody was calling me out there <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> all right let's uh, pick a sex question for Heidi Heidi what does it say here? Would you rather have sex while blindfolded or handcuffed? Would you rather have sex with blindfolded so you wouldn't see what's going on? Or would you rather be handcuffed? Tell us no, about it. Definitely blindfolded. Really? <laughs> yes. I need my hands. <laughs> <laughs> For anything that... You never know. So, yeah, not my eyes, my hands. So blindfolded would be the answer. I thought it was because you were going to have sex with Hakeem Hicks. That's the play! (laughs) That's the play. Look at this! That's the game. That's the Monday night game in 88. Isn't that unbelievable? Look at him. And and he was, like, they showed it in slow motion, and it looked like it was 30 seconds where he was parallel to the ground. It was unbelievable. Great job, Tooch. That could be also also a sex question because it couldn't bring an (laughs) orgasm. (laughs) Heidi needs her. (laughs) 
Heidi needs her hands just in case she gets around to Sean Watson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or get away from Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I thought that she wanted to be blindfolded because she was thinking about sex with the Kimi Hex. <laughs> the dream. The dream. But you know, yeah, dreams, you dream with your eyes closed. So yeah. there you go. very true, very true. All right. Uh, what about you guys? Do you guys want to volunteer any information regarding blindfold handcuffs? Are you into handcuffs, Chris? Um, I'm into anything, mate, to be honest with you. It's been that long now, but uh, even a hole in the wall looks promising to me. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, you got a preference? I've never been handcuffed. I've never handcuffed a lady, actually. So I don't, I don't think I would dig it. Like, I I just feel like if I tried that somehow, some way the key would get lost or something (laughs) embarrassing would happen. I, I'm going to stay away from the handcuff. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right. Uh, let us move on to the next person, and that is Chris Watts. And, Chris, we have got a category for you coming. It is Anything Goes for Chris Watts. Let's see what we got here. Hey, let's pick a Anything Goes question. Um, would you rather the ability to change the past or see into the future. Chris Watts, would you rather the ability to change the past, like change your criminal record, or see into the future to see (laughs) when's the next time you're going to get laid? (laughs) What do you say? (laughs) Yeah, it'd have to be a long, long look into the future, I think, regarding getting laid, I think, this moment in time. Um. I think I'd probably have the power to look into the future, really, because that that means you can practically take over the world. You can't do anything with the past. The past is the past. So uh, I'd go for, uh, you know, predicting the future. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you said that. I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am surprised. <laughs> well, oh. it's, actually, it's actually, I do sort of think, oh, God, if I'd have done that different 20 years ago, then... You know, this it might result in this, but and uh, I'd go for the future, try to be a bit positive, and you know, take over the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I that's what I would pick. I would rather change the future, like the whole idea of doing the stupid contest. I should have never done it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heidi, you got a preference on changing the future? Or, excuse me, changing the past or looking into the future? No choice. No, yeah, looking into the future. Yeah, That's the past, just as Chris said, it's gone. And so, yeah. I, I <laughs> I'd rather look Why? Man, we're going to change the past. When Charles Martin's walking up the tunnel, I'm going to kick his fucking ass. Even if it sends me to jail, <laughs> he's not going to hit Jim McMahon, and the Bears are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions in 1986. <laughs> That's a great I the memory of you, Charles Martin. I'm glad you died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I agree with you, Dan. <laughs> I do as well, Dan. Not about the death of it, but I agree with you, Dan. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be something if you if you knew, like for instance, uh, Foster uh, brings up, you know, all that would like to change that Bears Colts Super Bowl game. Yeah, if if it was possible for us to go back, the four of us, Heidi, Chris, Dan, and myself, we go 
to Miami. We find ourselves like in that show, Quantum Leap. We find ourselves in Miami and we've got to, we, we huddle together and we say, okay, what are we going to do here to change the outcome? We know the Bears are going to lose. What are we going to do? Dan, what would you suggest we do? God, it, so we go back the day of? The, the day of the game. We've got I was going to say, if we were going to really change it, we got to tell Tommy he has to set out that Vikings game where he gets hurt. Like, tell him he's got a cold or so. Don't tear your hamstring, Tommy Harris. We need you. Uh, <laughs> but if we, we're going to the day of the game, like, wow. Do we have footage of the of the game? We could show them and be like, this is no. what you're – Okay, well, I'm going to tell the – like, you know, Alex Brown. Like, dude, you have to tackle Dominic Rhodes. And Joseph Adai, they're going to kill you today. And Daniel Manning, be ready because there's going to be one pass deep to Reggie Wayne that's going to be your fault. But beyond that, like, we should be okay. And and Lovey, look, man, I love Rex too. But in the third quarter, put Greasy in. Exactly. Exactly. What I would do is I would run into the locker room and permanently injure Rex Grossman. He can't play. <laughs> <laughs> he can't play. Chris, you got an idea what you would do if you could? Well, originally, originally, I thought you were talking about uh, the Bears when they played the, the Dolphins in 1985. So I was going to say kidnap uh, Dan Marino, but we're on about the, the Super Bowl, aren't we? Um, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably definitely try and get Rex out of the picture as soon as possible. And uh, and, and, and also, as well, I'd try and, I'd try and uh, do like a, a a, a chance to stop the rain coming before the game as well. So that's why I yeah. Stop the rain. It's rained almost 14 straight days here in West Virginia, by the way. It's just like, oh. fuck the rain. Where do wow. I live? Seattle? Yeah. And today in Chicago, <laughs> the, the fires from Canada, it's been bringing down that smell. It smells, our whole neighborhood smells like there's a bunch of buildings on fire a block away. It smells awful. Wow. Heidi, um, what would you do? It, the, the four of us are in Miami, and we have an opportunity to do something to change the result of the game. Do you have an idea of what we should do? Uh, well, I was actually <laughs> at a, a shooting competition, a shooting clays competition that day, and after uh, Devin Hester's punt return, I got so drunk that I don't remember much about that day. So <laughs> if we would be in Miami and I would be drunk also, I would uh -huh. kick uh, Rexy, sexy Rexy's nuts until he passed <laughs> out and then let let things go and we would see. I got another idea for us. Okay. Because Tony Dungy's such a homophobe, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow that weekend, we got to have like, we, I don't even, even if they're playing homosexuals, but we've got to get men hitting on Tony Dungy the whole weekend because he's so anti-gay. Mm -hmm. We could take him out of his game plan if he thinks everybody in this city is trying to fuck me. I don't know why I made Tony sound country, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I want Tony afraid of all the men in Miami thinking they all want to sodomize him, and then he's going to get out of his game plan. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, we're going to do one more, and then we'll bring the Tooch in who is going to do his. Actually, uh, we just did Chris, right? Yep. All right, mm -hmm. so let's do Dan, and then we'll yep. bring Tooch in uh, for Bear State of the Affairs, and then he can join in the uh, hilarity that's going on here. So, all right, Dan, I'm going to pick a category, or actually it's going to be a randomly chosen category.
All right. You get a Bears question. I can't think of anybody better to give a Bears question to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Let us pick this one here. Which of these rushing leaders for the Bears since 2001 is your favorite? Is it David Montgomery, Jordan Howard, Matt Forte, Cedric Benson? Nobody likes Cedric Benson. Thomas Jones or Anthony Thomas? These are Chicago Bears running backs who have led the team in rushing since the year 2001. So I want you to pick your favorite guy of these guys, the six guys on the screen. Their names, again, are David Montgomery, Jordan Howard, Matt Forte, Cedric Benson, Thomas Jones, and Anthony, the A-Train, Thomas. Who do you got? Okay. David Montgomery's crossed off the list because he was so tired of being a Bear and was so tired of losing. So I hope he continues to lose and is unhappy in Detroit. Uh, David Montgomery's <laughs> offer there. Uh, Matt Forte blocked a bunch of us from the bar room a couple years ago. I wasn't the biggest fan of Forte anyway. I thought he was really good out of the backfield of catching screen passes, but not the kind of guy that's going to run over people. Jordan Howard was the kind of guy that ran over people, and it just seemed like you ran out of gas too soon. I think part of that's Matt Nagy's fault too. But, I mean, I loved Howard, not to the extent that Phil did, but I still – I really like Jordan Howard. Uh, Benson, I think, was – little misunderstood in some regards and he died early but i can't put him on that list he had his best day against the bears of course i love thomas jones he's been on the barroom numerous times he was so underrated as a bear we should not have traded for him but i gotta tell you i have a special affinity for anthony thomas man the 01 bears a train running over motherfuckers the big power game that's the kind of back i really really like just a guy that's gonna run your ass over and and he was so good in 01. He was he was on his way in 02, but missed the last four games. 03, he's still over a thousand yards. And then they signed Thomas Jones and he didn't play anymore. So it's like I I, I like Anthony Tom. I love Thomas Jones. I'm not besmirching Thomas Jones. I love Anthony Thomas. I gotta tell you guys, I, I am with Cliff Victoria here. Matt Forte, I believe he is one of the most underappreciated. And I know Dan's going to uh, argue with me on that word because I know Dan appreciates Matt Forte. But I just think that Matt Forte was the modern running back before the Bears got a modern offense. <laughs> He's a pass-catching running back, and he, he all you need is for him to catch passes like he did one season. He almost had a 1,000 yards rushing, I mean, pass-catching. And he added another, what, seven, 800 yards rushing? That's what the Bears need now. I think he's finesse. What, I like the power. He is a finesse. I like I, I, I love I, Anthony Thomas, man. And I, 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 do, I love the power game. You need a power back in the game. But those guys don't last long. Walter Payton was, was an anomaly. That guy could How about Riggins? Riggins? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how many seasons did he have a play? guy like Riggins? Riggins, uh, you know, he lasted a long time because he drank so much alcohol. (laughs) 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 What do you think, uh, Mr. Chris Watts, uh, of that list of uh, players? Is there one particular that you like? Uh, Let's see. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I do like, uh, I did like Jordan Howard because he was a big bruiser and it always, it sort of pissed me off when when they cheered him away, but. I, I do like Matt Forte. I know he's a bit he, he's a bit sort of uh, you know don't get his shoulder down. But the reason why I like Matt Forte is, is when uh, 
the Bears played at Wembley Stadium. I think they were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I think it was on the Matt Forte ran out with a, a big Union Jack flag. And uh, I don't know why, but it, I got quite I got quite emotional watching that. Um, so and he also scored a really good touchdown that game as well. So yeah, I'd say Jordan Howard and, and Matt Forte out then that list. Well, uh, you uh, you had an ex- excellent opinion there, but I gotta <laughs> I, I do think that Heidi and I were a little bit. Uh, pay, pay more a little more attention to Nosley's comment that she's had Matt Forte's baby <laughs> or what? <laughs> yeah, that's what she said, and then she backed out and said, "No, it's not true." But I know it is true. I know her. <laughs> that that should be the next question to to the uh, to Heidi. Like, which bear would you rather have impregnate you if you were <laughs> no, if question. you were like thirty years old? You know. Go ahead, Heidi, answer. <laughs> uh, do I get many options or only one? <laughs> she wants how, many, how many do you want? She wants how a big family. Want, <laughs> how about what, 10 what, options? What, you to, what, you have to the 53 roster? I love it. She, everybody on that list from the top 10 is going to be a baby daddy. Uh, her options include... William Perry, Keith Taylor, (laughs) Jim Flanagan, (laughs) and let me think who are Todd Sauerbrunn. Oh my goodness. No, 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 I, I, my list is here, Dad. I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. All right. uh, By the way, Heidi, do you want to chime in on who your favorite bear is of this list of bears? Uh, starting with the recently departed Montgomery and, of course, uh, Phil Otoshin's favorite uh, running back uh, uh, over the last 10, 15 years, Jordan Howard. <laughs> Jordan Matt, Howard. <laughs> I think I, Phil was also a big fan of Matt Forte. He used to own a couple of 22 I thought jerseys. they didn't like Forte. Didn't Forte block he and Shane both? Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, Phil grew up uh, uh, idolizing Forte. He used to he used to have a 22 uh, jersey. Yeah, Phil's number was 22, so that makes sense. Right. And then uh, Cedric Benson, who, who, as Dan rightly says, he was a bit misunderstood, but he also had an issue with self-discipline. Thomas Jones, who, by the way, Heidi, had probably the best body of any Chicago Bear. That guy is ripped. And the A-Train, Anthony Thomas. Which is your favorite of those guys? Uh, I have my moments with every one of those, except maybe for uh, Cedric Benson. But and I love, of course, I love Matt, Matt Forte, David Montgomery. I didn't want him to go, but well, history is history. Jordan Howard had his moments, but I would have to go Thomas Jones. I wish he wouldn't have left the Bears. Uh, I, I my, like him a lot. My most uh, indelible image of Jordan Howard in my mind is it, it was a bad day in my personal life. Uh, my ex-wife had a, a miscarriage, oh. but it was the day oh. that the bears won in Baltimore in 2017, which was Trubisky, Trubisky's first win as a starter. But late in the game, Jordan Howard was running over Baltimore. I actually had a big run in overtime that set up the game winning pass and uh, to Kendall Wright and the field goal uh, for the bears, which would have been who would have kicked that in 17. Uh, oh, 
17. That's right after Robbie left, right? Yeah, either way. It, the point is, Jordan Howard's crack kept showing. Every time they would show him, like, after his run, his whole ass was hanging out of his uniform. Like, like the guy had to be freeballing because there was no <laughs> sign of any draws. It was just his bare ass they kept showing. And that's what I always think of is Howard running over people, the 24 jersey, and his fucking ass showing. <laughs> <laughs> that is something that I remember, but I never would have remembered if you didn't bring it up just now. <laughs> Cutter, Cutter Barth was the kicker. Uh, all right, everybody. You I want you to, yes. Because he's the one that missed that kick against Detroit where Tom Brenneman just said, holy Moses, when it was so bad and the Bears finally cut him. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, all right, it's time to bring in my man, uh, Johnny Asantucci. Johnny, unmute. Okay, he is unmuted, and I'm going to bring him in now for his close-up. Watch this. He's, he gets a close-up. Oh, Johnny Santucci, how are you, Look at him. He's Butch Johnson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he used to do that when he scored a touchdown? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> By the way, I got us all five to squeeze in here. Wow, uh, look at that. Heidi, you want to be in the middle? <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> it's like the cast of, it's like the cast of Ocean's Eleven right there. <laughs> Woo! Uh, Heidi's having a good time in the middle. I'm I'm, I'm hugging everybody for here. Davis, all <laughs> Davis in the middle square, the center square. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, Tooch, you do a little thing called Bears State of Affairs. Have you ever seen this, Heidi? Uh, maybe. Right. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you're you're going to see it now, and you are going to say, wow, I got to make sure that at 10 p.m. Alcapulco time, Johnny Santucci, oops, Johnny Santucci is about to come on and do his Bears State of Affairs. So I've yeah. got to tune in to the Barroom Network. News. Exactly. So it always starts off this way with this little open. All right. <laughs> Buenas noches, las moscas de cantina y la Senorita Bonita Heidi. <laughs> what is happening? Bar flies off season week 24. Wow, 24. Can you believe this? Bears State of Affairs, the news. Well, Bears fans, it's the part of the off season between mini camps and training camps where the Bears news is usually pretty thin. In fact, even the barkeeper is worried aloud that maybe Bears State of Affairs might not have enough material to fill out three or four minutes of airtime. Ha! Never fear when in doubt. Cut to the chase. Yeah. Chase Claypool. Chase is in Claypool. Yeah, Bears wide receiver. He's wow. shown that he can usually provide us with a nugget or two of news. So, while the Pittsburgh Steelers are slowly working the 32nd overall pick, Joey Porter into their starting defense, the Chicago Bears may again be rethinking their decision to trade for Claypool again. While reports are floating around regarding an alleged lack of motivation, it seems Claypool's got a new side hustle, French fashion model. Yeah, he's doing, according to Claypool's Instagram page, during the six-week drought between minicamp and training camp, he's spending some time modeling in Paris. 
The 24-year-old posted pictures and videos of him at the Fang Chen Wang SS24 runway show with the caption, Always working. Hmm. Always working. On what? I wonder. I, should, I shouldn't be so hasty, though. There must be a well-documented correlation between runway modeling and route running. And Dan Aldo and I were just unaware of it. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> in, any, in any case, it feels like a bit of a nothing burger. After all, this guy, yeah, he, he did some modeling too while pulling down 18 rebounds a game and nobody seemed to mind, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. You know, another, another source of uh, seemingly never-ending news is the team's quest to build a new stadium. Everything appeared on course for the Chicago Bears a few months ago. Yeah, they closed on the sale for Arlington Park, securing 326 acres of real estate to do with as they please. It was an obvious indication that the Bears were looking to finally build a stadium that they could own and operate themselves and no longer be beholden to the Chicago Park District. And things were going really well until they weren't. Yeah, news soon came out that negotiations had reached a stalemate with Cook County politicians. In fact, that always happens too, right? In fact, it reached such a deadlock that team president Kevin Warren became receptive to hearing new offers from other townships in the Chicagoland area, namely Naperville and Waukegan. And while most people, myself included, felt that this was nothing more than a negotiating tactic that Warren and the Bears were trying to scare Arlington Heights and Cook County into acquiescing on several sticking points, namely property taxes. See, here's the deal with with the taxes on the property. Firstly, Churchill Downs, the former owner of the property, owes taxes on the property from the year before the Bears took over the property. And their tax bill is based on a property valuation of $95 million. Well, a recent Cook County tax assessor's valuation has set the current value of the property at $197 million. That's, oh. roughly, that's roughly what the Bears paid for it. However, currently, without any buildings or improvements on the land post-demolition, the Bears feel the value of the land should be assessed at around $52 million. That would make the first tax bill on the property more palatable and the price for the building the new stadium complex a lot more doable. And Kim Warren recently addressed the media regarding this situation, and a few things became clear right away. Bears are 100% committed to building a dome stadium. Warren feels the franchise offered Arlington Heights schools and the county a generous tax package. His talking to other towns about a stadium development is not a bluff. Lake Forest has also entered the chat, and many of the issues stem from a lack of clarity in talks between the Bears, the Village of Arlington Heights, and Cook County. The main takeaway, Bears State of Affairs will likely have Stadium Wars updates for the foreseeable future. Yep, moving on to one of our favorite topics, the forced labor camp of the NFL otherwise known as Hard Knocks. Yeah, it appears that Bears front office will once again escape from the long arm of HBO exploitation. Maybe it has to do with the history of this franchise and how much George Hallis meant to the actual creation of the NFL. Maybe the 100-year-old matriarch of the NFL's oldest franchise, Virginia McCaskey, put in an urgent request as the NFL's old oldest owner. Or maybe... Yeah. Maybe the NFL decided they wanted the space out peyote field kooky drama of Aaron Rodgers to help fuel ratings. <laughs> That's rumors. 
Rumors are now swirling like psychedelic whorls that the NFL will pursue Rodgers and the New York Jets to be the team that is featured on this season of Hard Knocks. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, it wouldn't be Tooch's fair state of affairs without checking in with one of Tooch's dick pics. Yeah, this guy, here's a, a dick from the past. Former Bears general manager and cement head Ryan Pace. He's getting a promotion with his new team ahead of the 2023 NFL season. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> CBS Sports. Pace will get bumped up to the director of player personnel for the Falcons. Prior to that, Pace served as senior personnel executive in the team's scouting department under general manager Terry Fontenot. Pace also worked for Fontenot during his time with the Saints, where the pair worked in the front office together from 2003 to 2014. Bears fans will reluctantly remember that Pace was hired at 37 years old to lead the Bears. Much to my chagrin, as I am on the record of disliking the hiring of young novices to lead the Bears' front office. In any case, Pace certainly had what could be described as a very up-and-down tenure in Chicago. He made bold moves often, including the trade to acquire Khalil Mack in 2018 to help the Bears to the NFC title that season. Some would say he traded away too many draft picks, which stunted the progression of the team's long-term growth, and they'd be right. In the end, it was a growing number of draft misses, namely quarterback Mitch Trubisky in 2017, with the second overall pick that he traded up one spot to require unnecessarily, which proved to be his undoing. Despite two playoff appearances in 2018 and 2020, the Bears were erratic on offense and never could get things right on that side of the ball. Things bottomed out the 2021 season as the team went 6-11, and leading to the firing of Pace along with head coach Matt Baldfuck Nagy, whom he hired before the 2018 season. And the next season saw the Bears hire another Ryan and another Matt, and that is Bears' state of affairs! Oh, that was really good. Hey, can I ask a question? Is, is Tooch wearing a Justin Bieber shirt? No, <laughs> Bebop Deluxe Axe Victim shirt. Oh, I don't know why. I thought it was a Bieber shirt. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's an I thought you were a believer. British progressive rock band. I think that's from Yorkshire or Lancashire, somewhere up north. <laughs> Let me see that t shirt one more time there. Man, that is a nice shirt. Yeah, that's the album cover of uh, Axe Victim. That's the name of the. Uh, Wow. Um, yeah, I got it for my birthday. Heidi, did you ever listen to uh, Axe Victim or whatever the fuck no. you just said? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did except me and maybe Chris No. Watts. Sorry, uh, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> you did? <laughs> well, fast, it's a fast for me, Tooch. <laughs> that was a great state of affairs uh heidi that was your first one how was it was it good for you <laughs> loved it yes very very good i, I think that I, I i i've seen it before i just didn't know exactly what you were checking about but yes okay yeah, i loved it it's mostly nonsense heidi <laughs> I love it. I love nonsense. <laughs> Heidi, are you aware of uh, Tucci's background in the pornographic movie industry? Yeah, yeah, you've you've Woo. showed me before. Yes, I have that. I I have that in a 
huge poster pinned up uh, on my wall. Lettered. <laughs> I just uh, I, I just got a I just got a text from Nasley and she said that she wants to wear the blindfold and put the handcuffs on Tooch. <laughs> Ooh, she wants Tim to impregnate. No, I don't blame I'm her. Just, I'm just <laughs> Who could blame her? Who could blame her? All right, let's go. You guys want to continue playing the game or you had enough of that? Oh, I like I'll it. do whatever. I'll do whatever. <laughs> Let's, Bring uh, it. Let's uh, do the uh, Santucci now, okay? Oh, spin spin, spin on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Anything goes, Santucci. And here's right. your question uh, If you had to attend a comedy show hosted by one of these well known figures, who would it be and why? Mm. Action film star Liam Neeson. Kim Kardashian, she of the yeah. big butt. Uh, the uh, Russian leader, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Twitter, uh, Twitter uh, Puba, Elon Musk, Random. or Roseanne Barr. Which of these five people, Tooch, would you say, oh, if I got to go to a comedy show, I want to see this person? Who would it be? I think I'd like to see Liam Neeson. <laughs> Why is that? I, I love his voice, man. He's like one of my favorite actors, too. And he's got a special skill set. <laughs> exactly. That was the line. <laughs> I, I, I recently watched The Gray, and I, I liked it so I much that. I watched it again. Yes. <laughs> like recently, I was like twice. I'm like, I, it doesn't, I mean, it's one of those movies you kind of watch over again, you know, a few yes. times. Yeah. Chris, you've ever seen that movie, The Gray with Liam Neeson? I haven't, no, no, but I've heard good things about it. Uh, but I'll tell you the person I'd taken at that list. It'd be, uh, it'd be Vladimir Putin just so I could get up on stage and murder the bastard. It's <laughs> a little bit busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it, Chris Watts. Uh, Heidi, would you want to see a comedy special with Liam or Kim or Vladimir or Elon or, or Roseanne Barr, who was in the news today because she was interviewed and said that the Holocaust was uh, not real and six million Jews were not killed. Uh, God. God. Terrible. Uh, no, that's nah, that's she, she's terrible. No, I I think it would be it would have to be Elon Musk because Elon he's Musk. simply yeah he's simply ridiculous. <laughs> He was he was the host of Saturday Night Live. Uh, do you get? Saturday um, I guess the question is: Do I get Saturday Night Live? And the, the answer is no, I don't. What? But it's enough for me to have him on Twitter. I follow him on Twitter, and he's 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 ridiculous. He's a, good. He's a clown. To me, he's I a might, clown. I might ask him if he could spare a couple thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but not. Not not walking around, not, change, uh, walking around money yeah. for him. <laughs> exactly, but that that's it. <laughs> Dan, you got a a, a preference on this list? What of, would um... Liam Neeson say to Roseanne? He's like, "Look, I was in Schindler's List." Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, Good I think one, is a little wrong. <laughs> Oh, you sound like Ahmadinejad or somebody. Who's <laughs> the leader of Iran now? I don't think it's it's not Ahmadinejad anymore, is it? No. 
I, I, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> he was a Holocaust denier. Yes. Um, good stuff. All right. Let's go. Who's next on our list? We, uh, I think Heidi's next. Oh, my God. Heidi, you ready? Yeah, I guess. Right. Let's see what we got here. Okay, another sex question for Heidi. How does that happen? I, I have no control over this. This is all right. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. All right, the question is, do you prefer sex in the shower in the morning, sex on the table before lunch, or sex in front of the TV during the Bears game? Do you have a preference? Uh, okay, sex in front of the TV during the Bears game, it's a no-no because I'm going to be completely uh, paying attention to the Bears game, so that's a no. Sex on the table, table before lunch, no, that's another no because uh, uh, I wouldn't want to clean everything up <laughs> <laughs> and set the table up again. So it has to be sex in the shower in the morning. Ah, I like that answer. I got a feeling, though, that Dan would have sex during the Bears game. What do you say? Uh, yes, I, we know. I am six feet five, so I, it's it's too difficult for me to fuck in the shower because I'm bigger than everybody's shower, you know? So uh, I, I work nights, so I don't eat lunch. I sleep during the day. And like Heidi, I don't really want to do anything during the Bears game. Although, again, a story I've shared here before, which is so true. Uh, Chicago at Tampa Bay in 2001. Uh, Jim Miller threw a couple of deep uh, touchdown passes to Marty Booker in the third quarter. And during that entire sequence, I was getting blown. And I kept saying, like, you have to keep doing it. It's good luck. And, and, and they just kept scoring. So I got, like, blown the whole third quarter of that game. I love it. it's like the it's like the Nickelodeon game with the with the green slime, with but slime that, was Dan, was that. that was Dan Seaman. I slimed her all right afterwards. <laughs> Thankfully that girlfriend loved that sort of thing though. She's like on my face and my throat anywhere you want. <laughs> Chris, you got a preference? I'm just trying to get my head around what Dan just said. Uh, I'll probably say <laughs> I'd probably say sex on the table for lunch, just due to the fact that you could have your lunch set up, and if it's if you're having sex and it's really boring, you could just start eating a sandwich or something instead. So I'd probably go for number two. Oh. <laughs> Tooch, what uh, do you want to uh, share an opinion on this one? Well, I'd have to figure out like which one of the three. Like, do, do I have anything going on afterwards? Because Usually I'm I, I like I like to pass out in a sex coma afterwards. <laughs> After the game. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like for if it's like the end of the fourth quarter, I think maybe bears bears game. <laughs> like yeah. like in the morning and on the table for lunch, I've got stuff going on probably. So yeah, if the bears are playing like they did during the last couple of years of the Navy era, yeah, you yeah. definitely want to tell have sex in the second half of the game. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> All right, Chris, are you ready? Yes. All right, let's see what we got here for you. All right, we got a Bears question here for Chris Watts, who is joining us from Leeds, England. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, 
Isn't that where the British Bulldog was from? Have we had that discussion before? I don't think we have. I think the you. British... I think. I think you were from Hull. I think you were from Hull, Dan. Mm. Okay. The uh, 2017 Bears had one of the worst wide receiver groups in team history. I know Dan would have got this one. Can you guess which receiver or receivers had more than one touchdown catch? This is, again, the 2017 season. There yeah. was one of the – it had one of the worst wide receiver groups in team history. Can you guess – which receiver or receivers had more than one touchdown catch? The choices are these were the wide receivers on the roster: Chris Kendall Wright, Josh uh -huh. Bellamy, Dontrell Inman, Daniel Brown, Deontay Thompson, Marcus Wheaton, and Kevin White. Kevin White, yeah. Um, I would say oh, this is completely guessing. This is, I'd say, Daniel Brown. And maybe Kevin White. I know he's been injured. He was injured all the time, but I'm sure he got. I'm sure he got uh, some touchdowns. So uh, I'd go for them too. I think I'm completely wrong. All right. Now, do you want to? Uh, I'm sorry. Was that to me? Yes, Dan Aguirre. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it broke up on my end. I couldn't understand what you said. Uh, I just was saying. I was asking the. Uh, Chris said that there were a couple of wide receivers that had more than one touchdown. Do you want to correct him? Do you know the right answer? Uh, let me – okay, I don't – Kevin White. Did Kevin White ever have a touchdown for the Bears? I don't think he did. I'm not no, trying to he, be sarcastic. Oh, really? He had, he had a completion that, that, that uh, he, he was a yard away from a touchdown. Remember uh -huh. that game? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't remember Daniel – yeah, against New England. I don't remember Daniel Brown catching one or Marcus Wheaton. It seems like Wheaton yeah. – Never got on the field. I, th I think Deontay Thompson caught one or so, right, uh, Bella? Mm -hmm. How about none of them? That is correct, Dan Aguirre. Oh. You are absolutely it's, it's correct. For real? That is correct. There I was, was being slightly sarcastic, but it was a guess. It wasn't like I knew. No, it was Kendall Wright, Josh Bellamy, and I believe the third guy uh, was, uh, if I remember correctly, Inman. Yeah. Inman, they had one touchdown catch. There wasn't a wide receiver on the entire team who had more than one touchdown catch. Now, you can make the argument that Tariq Cohen was playing wide receiver in some positions. Uh, he, he was, was dynamite that year. Yes, on the roster, he was listed as a running back, so officially he was not a wide receiver. That was one of the worst wide receiver core, not only in Bears history, it has to be in NFL history. That was bad. Uh, Heidi, what do you think about this year's Bears wide receivers? You got DJ Moore, you got Chase Claypool, you got uh, Mr. Darnell Mooney. And you've got the rookie, Tyler Scott. You got it's, it's loaded with receivers, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they say that Tyler Scott could be the steal of the draft. So I'm I'm very excited about this year's uh, wide receiver core. Uh, I think uh, the chemistry between Fields and Darnell Mooney is keep uh, keeping piling up. And well, what can we say about DJ Moore? And uh, again. I expect better plays and better things from Claypool. So I'm very excited about this year's. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, I exactly agree with Heidi, really. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's a vast improvement from what we had last year. Um, 
I just think it's just got a lot more quality in in, in the in the unit, really. Uh, I think DJ Moore's going to really help out Justin Fields. I think he's going to get that intermediate distance and long passes to him. Uh, I mean, we've got to admit that, you know, the wide receivers last year were pretty terrible. I mean, I'm, I've never really been much of a fan of EQ. I know he's good at blocking, but at the end of the day, you're supposed to be there to catch a ball. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's vastly improved from last season. Hmm. You know, it's, uh, Retro makes an interesting point regarding that 2017 uh, wide receiver room. It just He says, just goes to show how the Bears fucked Trubisky. There's, there's truth to that. They really didn't help uh, this kid mm. with uh, a core of players that he could have got a good start to his career. Everything was, was shaky. You, you agree with that, Dan Aguirre? Yeah, but Pace did go out and get well, they drafted Anthony Miller, who turned out to be a bust, and uh, Allen Robinson, and who was the other guy that was the – he was a starter in like 18 and 19 for the Bears. I think they got him from – he was with the Browns and the Falcons. What was his name? Oh, uh, yes. Um, he was with the Falcons. God, man, my memory – you're asking the wrong guy. My memory is – It's like I can remember the 86 <laughs> Bears better than I can this. <laughs> I can't remember the little yeah, guy's name. He, I can't remember his name. He caught a touchdown, I remember, against Washington in 19 on a good pass from uh, Trubisky. But, yeah, they, they did some upgrades in the 18 season, is what my point was, from 17. Yeah, there he is. PJ's got it. Uh, uh, what was his yeah. name? Uh, Tyler, Taylor? Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel, Taylor yeah. Thank you, PJ. Thank you. Taylor. That was really good. All right. Uh, and you know what? Gabriel really surprised me at some of the acrobatic catches that he made. I mean, he, he actually played fairly well with the Bears. But, yeah, it, it, Trubisky was screwed in terms of he didn't have the offensive weapons and arguably the offensive line. Really, in our, unarguably, inarguably, unarguably, whatever the word is, that was table. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, all right, I got one more uh, question left, and it is uh, regarding the Chicago Bears. So I give it to you, Dan Aguirre. It says here, actually, this is for everybody. If the Bears were to hire a new coach, new head coach for the 2024 season, which of these coaches would you choose? The red-hot Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, who said no to a bunch of job interviews this year because he wanted to come back to the Cowboys. 28-3. to three. Yep. Brian Johnson, the Eagles offensive coordinator. The singer from ACDC? No, not the singer from <laughs> ACDC. But the OC from the Eagles, uh, who has done tremendous work with Jalen Hurts. Eric Bieniemy, uh, the former Chiefs offensive coordinator play caller was now with the Washington Commanders. Oh, one of our old favorites, Lovey Smith. And then there's Cliff Kingsbury, who is considered an offensive guru by many. Or Mike Tomlin, whose Steelers contract ends in 2023. Dan Aguirre, tell me, Matt Eberflus, for some reason, has left the Chicago Bears organization. These are the top candidates for, to be the Bears' next head coach. Which one are you hoping would be the choice? Not 28 to 3, Dan Quinn. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury was unceremoni unceremoniously let go in Arizona. Isn't he gone? Yes, he is gone. Yeah, he, he was gone, a failure in, in Arizona. Uh, the enemy's never been a coach before. And it's, it's strange that he's gone from KC all of a sudden. 
in theory, Johnson, you know, the Eagles, you know, you'd like for that to be Justin Fields' growth of what happened with Hertz, but you never know how he's going to be as a head coach. So then I'm going to look at Lovey and Mike Tomlin. I love Mike Tomlin. I love Lovey too, but maybe we should look toward the future and, and not toward the past with Lovey. So I'll go with Mike Tomlin. Ooh, I like this. I like this. Tooch, tell me your, your number one choice or give us a breakdown like Dan did if you, if you prefer. Yeah, I'm with Dan. I always like Tomlin as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, uh, thank you for that very incisive yeah. thought. <laughs> well, my second choice would probably be the Eagles offensive coordinator since the, the you know the their setup is kind of like the Bears offense with their mobile quarterback. So Brian Johnson would be my second okay. choice. But and Heidi, I want to ask you not who is the most handsome of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I asked you with the Bears, Blairs, but uh, which of these coaches would you kind of say, hey, this guy could be the guy? What do you think? Uh, I've said this before. It's not that I am uh, just uh, quoting Dan or Tooch, but I don't know anything about coaches. But the only thing I know is that I like Mike Tomlin as a coach. He hasn't had a, a losing season. So mm-hmm. he, I like him very much, even though the Steelers fans doesn't like him. I don't know why, because maybe because they can't really yeah, win after mm-hmm. after everything. But I like him very much as a coach. So, yeah, I have to go with uh, Tomlin. All right. Chris, are you going to be on the Tomlin bandwagon too? I am, mate. Yeah, yeah out of that list, definitely. <laughs> uh, Mike Tomlin is, is the best one for me. Um you know, just due to that, he's got the experience and he's, he's never had a losing uh, season as well. And he seems to be able to sort of control difficult plays in the locker room as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely go for Mike Tomlin. Okay. Uh, if Ron Rivera was in the mix, would anybody change their opinion and go for Ron Rivera? No. No. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Tooch is shaking his head no so furiously that I think it's his ears are gonna fall off. <laughs> <laughs> what about the last last says Brian Flores, the a controversial former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, who claimed that, that the owner offered him money to throw games and uh he, didn't, found, he well, didn't he win that lawsuit? I believe he did. I believe he did, mm-hmm. and he is now the defensive coordinator for some – Oh, the Bron- Minnesota, uh, right? The Vikings, that's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guy loves to blitz, so <laughs> please. <laughs> Keep uh, Kamat in the block. What, about, what? Anybody like Brian Flores over their choice? Not over Tomlin. No. Uh, Man, this is interesting. Uh Retro said the dirtiest thing that I've ever seen on our chat room, and I'm not going to share that. Retro, please get a life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, by the way, I, I I like Brian Johnson a lot, the Eagles offensive coordinator. I like young head coaches, but if Tomlin became available, I have to go with Tomlin just because of his winning pedigree and I'm tired of losing and I'm tired of taking chances with young coaches. So uh, by a nose hair, I would say Mike Tomlin. And, and Tomlin, it's not like our the Bears defense 
he would have to just start over. I mean, he almost could implement his system with the same, they're kind of running the same scheme is what I'm saying. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh-huh. All right. We've got about uh, 35 minutes to go before the end of the show. Usually we share this portion of the show, Heidi and Chris for movies or TV shows that we have really liked and want to talk about. So uh, I'll give you uh, guys a minute or two to share, to think of something that you'd like to share with the group. I'll start with Dan Aguirre, because I know Dan Aguirre wants to talk about the, one of the most controversial shows uh, that are streaming now on HBO, The Idol. Dan, why don't you give us an update? Well, first off, is Tooch caught up? I've only seen episode one. but so I, I'm I watched- afraid, I don't want to... I watched Ethan I don't want to ben spoil it. Rising. Is that what it was called? Oh, Evil that was ben? horrible. <laughs> I thought Evil Dead high. Rising was just a big pile of shit. How did like, it get I, and I went I went into it with the uh, you know, like, oh, this this could be okay. Cause again, I love the original Evil Dead. Evil yeah. Dead 2 is okay, whatever. I did not like Army of Darkness. Uh I, I didn't like the show on stars, Ash versus the the fucking dead or whatever. Uh the the remake in 13 or reboot or whatever that was, eh, it was okay. But I was looking for maybe, maybe this will be a, you know, maybe it'll be, I, I went into it with not pessimism and negative expectations. I just went into it hopeful. And a few minutes in, I realized how bad it was going to be. The acting was just deplorable. And the, the CGI was so over the top and fake. It's like every scene in the movie relied on cgi it was just horrendous it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen i totally disagree with you dan guy i saw this movie because you hated it and then i looked at rotten tomatoes it had 84 percent of the critics and about 78 percent of audience liked it and i go yeah, but everybody oh, liked army of darkness too and i didn't like that yeah i understand uh, so I, I saw it for myself, and I thought this movie was really good. This director, first of all, the way he frames his shots is outstanding. I thought that there was some really good scares, and I thought the story was good. They've taken the Evil Dead franchise. I'm not. I don't know if people are, are familiar with the franchise of the Evil Dead, but there's basically a book. It's got a name. I'm forgetting the, the, the book name of, of the Dead. The Book of the Dead, right. And if you open it and read it, it, that's the book right there. It unleashes devils and demons. Heidi, this is like uh, Santeria, you know, uh, that uh, voodoo stuff. And now all of the movies in the past, with the exception of Army of Darkness, were in rural areas, like in a cabin it would take place. But now they've moved it into this really seedy apartment place. And see this woman now is possessed that that's the, that little girl's mother and it, it i thought it was just spooky and well done what now, did you I, think about the dialogue just kind of i'm not a groupie i'm I, not a groupie like they brought they said that like 12 times just, i have I, to admit there was some corny things to it there's no doubt about it i i asked my daughters here because she's a big evil dead fan and she was disappointed with it too. She felt like you do, Dan. But I, I, so I'm in the minority, maybe among this group. I just feel like this is a movie that horror film addicts will like it. Um, I just, consider myself a horror film addict, and I just and the one thing I didn't even say is that I thought it was too dark. Like I don't mean in the, like with themes. I mean I no. thought the movie itself was too dark. I it's like I felt I could, couldn't see what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then when I did see what was happening, it was so fake. 
It's like how much of this really was in post-production? Like 90% of the movie was just shit that they put in after they recorded it. Yeah. Like it was all CGI, all fake. Like at least like part one is from, you know, filmed in 81 and has like a $200 budget and had a lot of corny, like nowadays what we consider corny claymation and stuff. But at least the rest of it was like a makeup guy and special effects. And like, there was somebody there working. Like all of this is just on a computer. It was so fake and it just, mm -hmm. it's so over the top, not real to me. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, Tooch, did you say you saw it? Yeah. What'd you yeah, think? I, so I, I agree with Aldo, the, the director, like he, he did a good job, like, fr like framing the shots of the camera motion. You know, there was a lot of that, uh, Evil Dead, uh, you know, the camera, like, uh, subjective camera flying, you know, as if it were a demon going towards a body to possess, you know. The very like first shot in the movie. Yeah, that, uh, this is something that yeah. Sam Raimi did in the yeah. very first Evil Dead. He's got this traveling camera shot, which represents evil. And the very first shot of Evil Dead Rising is that is th that yeah. moving camera. But, spoiler alert, it's not the it's not the the evil spirit. It's something else. I won't give anything yeah. more away. And, and what did you all think by... about what I said? Did you agree or disagree that it was too dark? Like it I literally felt like the, yeah, yeah, I couldn't see what was happening. I I got a 4K uh, TV. I saw it in 4K Ultra. It looked beautiful to me. <laughs> then, yeah, uh, it was produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Interestingly yes. enough. You know, Bruce I think, is, I I think thought, they okay. were just the money people. I don't think they had any creative yeah. control. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, the the mom, I thought, did a good job of acting. The rest of the cast, like Dan said, was, was not that good. Uh, and then uh, I was like, well, I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't – I probably wouldn't watch it again. And uh, uh, I'm not sure, like, if it if it didn't get made, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have cared or noticed. But – I would. I think the director has a future, like Aldo said. Yeah, he did another movie called yeah. uh, "The Kid in the Woods," or no, the, the, the Hole or something. I I saw about seventy five percent of it, and I had to stop watching. It, it looked like an interesting movie. It's a kid mm -hmm. goes into the forest, and he goes into this big hole, like a sinkhole. And then when he comes out of the sinkhole, his whole character changes, and clearly he's possessed too. So uh, the the director has some some promise. Heidi, do you like scary movies? No, Can huh? you tell? <laughs> no. no, I'm actually, <laughs> I don't like, I'm not a big fan of movies, movies, actually, I never go to the movies. And, really? and if, if I go, I'm extremely cheap. I like everything, except scary movies. So oh. I, yeah, you don't want you, you don't want to ask me. I'm like, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> I'm more into documentaries. I love every Every um, if, either if, if it's a movie or a or, or a show or uh, or a documentary on food, I love I love that, and I actually like science fiction movies or oh, okay. or series. That's I'm gonna I have do. to corrupt you in Chicago, Heidi. You have to what? Corrupt you? I'm gonna have to like turn you over to the dark side when it comes to horror movies and taking yeah. you to a theater or something. You're like, you I don't try. like movies. You yeah, can try. you can try. Yeah, you don't like movies. I mean, come on, no, you don't like you know, movies. Yeah, well, I do like them, but I don't go that often, and I don't like scary movies, not at all. 
What about you, Chris? What do you think about scary movies? <laughs> Chris is frozen, right? I think he's yeah. deep in thought. No, no. <laughs> this, this is this is a scary movie. That fucking uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't he's, scary he's, movie. He's scared. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> No, I mean, no, I mean, I do, I do like scary movies. Sorry, sorry, mate. I do like no. scary movies, but I, I, I agree with uh, with Dad. I think uh, whether you see CGI in horror movies, it doesn't seem to work for me at all. It seems to sort of take you out of the of the uh, of the moment. Um, but no, I, I mean, I'm not a massive movie goer myself, really. I mean, probably next to Valsey is probably the new Indiana Jones film. Um, but yeah, I think I mean the, the probably the most scariest film I saw was the original Exorcist film, and uh, we, we saw it in the cinema because it was not released on video yet, and it must have been like the original sort of pressing because the film kept jumping, which added to the scariness. And I went with like four of my mates, and we're all, all sat there going, "Oh, we're not going to be scared." And then within about half an hour of the film. Everybody was shitting themselves, big style. Everyone was like, <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I do like a good scary movie, but I just find modern horror films just a bit over CGI in. I think it just uh, it just ruins it. Can I, can I say two quick things? Please. Um, my mother had a good exorcist story. I, I have to assume it was true. I wasn't alive yet. Uh, she was pregnant with my first, uh, her first kid, which was my oldest sister that died in 2016. But my sister Mary was born in April of 74. My mom said that she was at the theater, the drive-in theater, on Christmas night of 73, pregnant with my sister, to see The Exorcist. And they made her sign a waiver saying if she had a miss, if the movie was too scary, she couldn't sue the drive-in wow. theater. Yeah, because wow. that's how like the reputation The Exorcist had. They initially wouldn't allow her in because she was pregnant. Um, do you think that that was true? Because at the time, I, I remember I was in uh, high school. I think it was in high school when The Exorcist came out. And uh, one of my uh, teachers was a projectionist. And he told me that some of these stories about The Exorcist, that they had to take people from the theater screaming and, you know, because they thought they were being possessed by the devil, that some of those people were paid to act that way by the film studio to create this uh, aura of that this was the scariest movie ever done. And I believe the teacher, because he used to not only be a school teacher and a projectionist, but one of his other many jobs was he used to do publicity for the, for the movie studio. So do you think that maybe was, that was just done to create a, an atmosphere of, oh, uh, I, I don't know, but I did believe my mom and my mom and I are really tight. I'm not just saying that my mom is incapable of lying, but I, I don't think no. that she was lying about having to sign that waiver. Cause she told me that story numerous times throughout my life, whenever the exorcist would get brought up, Oh, I saw that at the theater and she'd, especially when she got older, she had forgotten that she'd already told me that or, or something. Uh, my, my last point I wanted to make when Chris brought up the CGI thing, I think two of the greatest films that ever in terms of not like all like overall, like the greatest films, but when it comes to horror films that were spent with special effects or one was sci-fi, but uh, would be the fly from 1986 Ooh, nice. and an, an American yeah, werewolf in London from 1981. And both of those have just amazing special effects that if they try to replicate it now with CGI, it would just be ruined. 
And what made it so good was the fact that it looked real, even though you know it wasn't real, but you could suspend reality. To me, yeah. CGI just looks really, really fake. Yeah. And Baker awful. won an won an Oscar for that. American they both won. Life. Both films yeah. won best special effects uh, in '81 and '86, respectfully. Yeah. Uh, for the the great work, yeah. I mean, like if they try to do that today, it would just look terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know why CGI. It seems like a a crutch that everyone relies on. But like all that shit in Evil Dead, I mean, there wasn't a scene in the movie that wasn't somehow influenced by CGI. I it didn't bother me at all. I didn't really see the the strings, speaking metaphorically, of, of the CGI stuff. But uh, maybe I'll watch. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to watch it again. It'll be on, and I'll, I'll stop and watch it. I'll, I'll look a little closer to see the effects. But I, I was taken by the movie. I thought it was a nice continuation of the franchise and opens up all sorts of possibilities for new ways to tell that story in different settings. And I also read that um, they're thinking about Sam Raimi and uh, what's the uh, actor's name? Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, that, that they're thinking about doing another one where they bring the Bruce Campbell character back. Now, he wasn't hmm. killed in any of the uh, previous movies, right? Nope. No. And I, and I know they did a Showtime series for a while. Stars. He was, uh, was it Stars? Okay. Yeah, Ash versus Evil Dead. That's it. That's it was it. more like uh, Army of Darkness. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, it was like a comedy uh, series. Yeah. But, Same you know, I, I thought, like, on, on Twitter, Bruce Campbell announced his retirement, I thought, just like a big couple days ago he may have been again maybe the yeah, article i, I read talk, was was old talk back it, it was, back. i saw it in wikipedia it's been an old uh old statement. Hey, w- since the exorcist brought up it's it's worth yeah. mentioning again that the same it could be awful the same group that brought us that last halloween trilogy bought the exorcist and they're doing an exorcist yeah. trilogy which is going to start this fall and it's got the mom in it again, who's in her fucking nineties now. There's no Linda Blair for some reason, but the mother, what's her name again? Somebody, Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Yeah, she is doing all three of them, and she's got she's like ninety two years old. But they start she's, uh, this fall. She's still alive. Uh, Mike Mike North's waiting on on Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi, Julian Sands died today. The Warlock. Yeah, that's right, Heidi. Did you ever see The Exorcist? Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you that I haven't. What? <laughs> back back then, by the de- back then, my dad was so scared <laughs> for us to watch scary movies that we it was completely forbidden at our house to watch them or to go to the movies and watch them. So, and I was very very obedient. So no, I never watched it and. When I was old enough to watch it, uh, I was never interested. I, I most of the scary movies make me laugh. <laughs> so, and and I I like to laugh a lot, but not on scary movies. Just to give there, you an example, one of my some, my, my favorite ahead. movies from all from all time is The Full Monty. <laughs> That's my hero. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love everything about that movie. So yeah, setting good old about the yeah. Exorcist. Wow, <laughs> I I heard that they were going to do a, a, a new version of the Exorcist, and Chase Claypool was going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> we had an argue an can, argument can, with the fanaticosos. 
my uh -huh. my guys from uh, from our chat in our bears in Spanish were called the fanaticosos. We had an argument yesterday, I guess, or this morning. No, I think it was yesterday when he they, they tagged me on the, that picture and asked me what do I think about that, and I said. As long as he delivers, he plays well. I don't. I couldn't care less if he wears a skirt and high heels. I don't care. <laughs> I just want him to want to play better and to be a great player. That's all I want. But it was it was a long argument. <laughs> Nasle and Alma can tell you. Can, can, I, can I can I just say that uh, personally, uh, Claypool looks like a wanker in that picture. Sorry, but you do, he's an awesome player, but my God, you look like a wanker in that picture. <laughs> hey, Aldo, i got one more point on The Exorcist that I wanted to point to you directly. Sure. So, we, as you know, it was William Friedkin. And when directing that movie, like the scene where they're recording or filming the actual exorcism, right? they could only film it for like five minutes before everyone's body heat would make it too hot. Because he insisted that they refrigerate the room and you can see the actor's breath. Right. All of that, it was fucking real. It That's was right. really that cold. Yeah. If That's they wild. were filming that today, they would, oh, let's just CGI the breath in. Who gives a shit? Uh -huh, okay. uh -huh. That, William Friedkin, I think would be on my side, is oh, yeah. fuck that CGI. We're going to film it and everyone's really going to be cold in this scene. That's what in I Chicago. like, man. Yeah. In, in Chicago, man. The yes, he is a Chicago guy. Uh, yeah. and and they showed the yellow jackets, all of those scenes with the girls when they're out in the forest in the cold, all of that yeah. smoke that comes out of their mouth that's CGI. You're right, yeah, you're you, right, you can tell that's CGI. Uh, but you're right, it, uh, uh, Freakin was a stickler for trying to make it as authentic as possible. And I, I have no doubt that Freakin would be against CGI and shooting movies on video, which is what's happening now. A, a film is rarely shot on celluloid anymore. It's, a, it's just a different time. I have a question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you think that the snow on every Hallmark Christmas movie is real? <laughs> no. I haven't watched any of those. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> yeah. Dan is only going to watch a Hallmark movie if the title is uh, Betty Got Fucked by Santa in the Closet or something. <laughs> Every Hallmark movie was the same. It was like a woman's fight for justice. She's been beaten by her ex husband and she gets revenge. <laughs> no, no, those are lifetime movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's lifetime. My bad. Yeah, not Hallmark. <laughs> Sometimes when I can't sleep, I'll turn on a lifetime movie and that'll help me sleep, you know, because it's uh, <laughs> like Dan said, it's always about some guy trying stalking a woman trying to chase a woman I just, i'll knock out in 10 minutes watching that shit yeah. <laughs> i don't get those channels so i have no idea okay anybody interested in watching the new indiana jones movie no harrison I ford have. is like 130 yeah. years I old and he's... chris you're you're into it huh you well i mean i'm, I'm, a, I'm a big i'm a big indiana jones fan um I mean, the first three are just absolutely phenomenal films. The fourth one were a bit dire, but um, yeah, I just, I just, it's just the other Jones. I mean, I'm not particularly thinking it's going to be anything compared to like Raiders of Lost Ark, but it's just like you just think, you know, this is a bit last time Harrison Ford, you know, let them do it. 
Um, so I hope it is a good film, you know. I'm, I'm a big sort of Star Wars fan, and it was quite cool seeing Harrison Ford come back into the the last three, uh, the last series. And sorry, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's I, I love it when it's sort of set in the 1930s when he's you know fighting the Germans or the Nazis, what we have to call them these days, and. Uh, I'll avoid the history a little bit. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just hope it's, uh, as, hope to stop it's better than the last one because the last one was just, it was just terrible. That was ruined by CGI again. Yeah. Tucha, I, I'm sure you, you're dying to watch this new Indiana Jones movie, right? Yeah, why not? I like the, I like the series, uh, the characters and stories. I'll watch it. I mean, Harrison Ford's like 80 years old, but... <laughs> It's uh, like if, you ha you have to watch it, right? Yeah, now, there's got to be do someone you, with him, right? Do you hope that he dies at the end of the movie? Uh, oh, don't well, say I mean, that, man. <laughs> I, I just feel like if if you're going to close off the series with the main character, and if it's Harrison Ford, I think that they should kill him like in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> I mean, come on, he's 85 years old. He's going to be with a whip. He's going to be, oh, oh come on. Get <laughs> <laughs> no, guy in there. Nobody needs a period of Chase Claypool uh, in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, uh, there's, uh, about, apparently there's about 30 minutes of the film where he's been de-aged. So it looks like, you know, that, like he did do in the original Raiders of Lost Art films. Uh, it might help him out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, uh, when you mentioned that de-aging, I thought that yeah. that was a poor, poorly executed in the Irishman. As much as I liked the Irishman, the de-aging of Robert De Niro was it didn't help. Yeah. They they were calling him kid and he looked like he was 68. Yeah, know? exactly. And he would walk like an 80-year-old man, which he was. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> that was awful, man. Good movie, but yeah, that de-aging shit. Yeah, it was a really, really good movie. Yeah, um, Tucci, we're gonna say something. No, I was just doing the De Niro face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else see a movie or a TV show that uh, you want to chat about? Man, look what you guys would say. <laughs> Go ahead, Tucci. Uh, Outlander season seven just came out, came back. Oh shit! Love Outlander. Uh, Great show. I'm gonna I'm gonna start on season one someday. So good, man. Like, uh -huh. like, <laughs> Heidi likes science fiction, so I mean, yeah, you might like that, Heidi. Yeah, it's got, yeah, you know, no, it, not that much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I've tried to watch it, but oh, no, okay. I yeah. it doesn't grab me. So no. Wow. Mm. Um, as Cliff says, the uh, first episode of season two Star Trek. Strange New Worlds, best Star Trek series in a long time. I have to admit, I've never gotten into the Star Trek. I've seen some of the movies. I saw the one with uh, Ricardo Montalban, uh, The Wrath of Khan. I like yeah. that one. That was, yeah, was good. Great. But the TV <laughs> series, I never really got into. The Shatner, uh, Mr. Spock, Le Leonard Nimoy uh, series, I never really got into. I feel like I should because everybody says it's it's a smart science fiction show. 
but outside uh, outside of the the wrath of Khan, I've anything that I've seen Star Trek related, it just I haven't been able to co connect with it. I'm Any, not like a big Star Trek fan per se, but if you watch the old show, and I did with my grandmother because she was a big like you would say a Trekkie. Like, even as a young kid, I realized, like, man, Captain Kirk is slaying some pussy. Every time they go somewhere, he's fucking oh, yeah. one of the native women. Yeah. Like, Kirk was yeah. a fucking Mac. Yep. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Renewable has a ch uh, question for Heidi. Al Pacino is having a baby. He's 80 years old. His, his, his girlfriend's having the baby. What are your thoughts on an 80-year-old guy like Pacino having a kid? Uh, I didn't know that. I think, I hope... I'm not offending anyone, but I think it's very uh, selfish for a guy, for an 80-year-old guy to have a baby because that baby will certainly grow, grow up without a dad. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, who's who's the other guy that's having a De Niro. baby? Robert De Niro. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Robert De Niro, yeah. Just playing devil's advocate, maybe, because I know Pacino's woman's like 29. I think Al's 83, by the way. Uh, but maybe she's just like, man, I'm 29, but I want to have Al Pacino's baby. Yeah, you know maybe, we, maybe she's nobody, like, please inseminate me. You know, I, like, I know nobody knows the what's behind all that, but uh, that baby is not gonna have a father for long for a long time. <laughs> if we had in vitro, I got I got one for you, Heidi. Oh I know my god, you're you're, you're not. 32 anymore you're 34 no. i know but no yeah uh -huh. <laughs> if you wanted to have a celebrity's you kid missed, you missed by 20 <laughs> but with, with in vitro i got a name for you a kid that you could have bill cosby it's a joke Come on. <laughs> <laughs> nobody said anything no. <laughs> you, act to, you act like i said the n-word or something <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still wondering. Yeah. I was hoping she would react, but she didn't at all. <laughs> I didn't say a drink had to be involved. <laughs> Does anybody I missed... know? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Heidi. No, I'm that? sorry. I, I, I think I missed the question then. <laughs> what was the question? I was suggesting a celebrity uh, baby that you could have would be Bill Cosby's. <laughs> would you be no. interested in having Bill Cosby's inseminated baby uh, for a million dollars? And blindfolds. No, and, no <laughs> I have an issue with Bill Cosby. A apart from everything that happened with him, uh -huh. my dad, when, when he was mad at us, my sisters and myself, he used to tell us that we, had bra we were brain damaged. And that was a quote from Bill Cosby. So I hated that so much. Oh, wow. Because Look every time, what? every time my dad wanted to, uh, uh, se dice? when he was punish. mad at us, yeah, yeah punish yeah. us, he would just tell us, hey, you are brain damaged. Wow. With, in English, in English, actually. So really? I hate that man just for that. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> And the irony, of course, is that it was Bill Cosby himself who was brain da damaged. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and that's a pun because his comedy special was called Bill Cosby himself. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> By the way, does anybody know who this is? No. All right. That's interesting because Cliff told like to me know. 
or better. Cliff tells me, yeah, where's, where's that uh, Cliff? Aldo, grab a picture of Jess Bush as Nurse Chapel. So Is that she one of the Bush twins? I don't think so. <laughs> so she must be in this new Star Trek series that Cliff is referring to. And so that is probably the reason why we should give this show a chance. <laughs> Very attractive. I would like to have seen the uh, of the original Star Trek. That I don't even know what her character was. That the black lady that was on there. I'd like to have seen oh, her naked was, in something. Yeah. What was her name again? Is it uh, you who or Yura or something like that? Michelle Nichols. Michelle Nichols was the actress name. Or the, yeah, the, uh, Lieutenant the O'Hara. The character's That's name. O'Hara, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I saw her in something. Uh, Turner Classic Movies is doing something uh, about uh, pioneer uh, black people in film and TV, and she's one of the people that they are referring to, like the first African-American science fiction star. Uh, so Uhura. Look at Cliff is a Trekkie, man. He knows it. Yeah. I would like it. to see your Uhura's Yuhu or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <The uterus? laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just trying to come up with some kind of clever euphemism for a vagina, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's time to start gathering around final thoughts here. We're going to pull the plug on this edition of Bear Their Souls. Heidi, uh, first of all, I want to start with you because if we have said anything at all, that has offended you, that has made you angry. I really, really don't apologize for it because you knew what you were getting yourself into. Exactly. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> don't. No, 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 no. Ay, ever. Dios mío. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you... that, that recording is old. <laughs> It's an oldie, it's but a good old classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heidi, Heidi, why don't you give us a shout out to uh, all the people in Mexico, anyone in particular? I know you want to say a shout out to Nasli for joining us today. Uh, the stage is yours. Oh, I want to shout out, first of all, all you guys. Thank you for having me. And uh, for all our listeners and the future listeners, if anybody listens to this after today, and of course, my friends from Fanaticosos, Nasle, thank you for watching us and listening to us and interacting with us. And all the people that, that did interact with us, thank you so much. I am sorry, sometimes I can't read all your comments. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I had a lot of fun and thank you. I can't thank you enough. We don't uh, give a yeah. fuck. <laughs> do, I, do, I do i do give a fuck about everybody thank you <laughs> tooch is going into oh. the barroom archives pull out, pull out, pull out. <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you so many fantasy questions and you're gonna have to help me Oh, yeah. Because well, of hey, this. Let, let me recommend the latest magazine I just worked on and completed. ESPN oh, look Fantasy at you. Football. There you go. Yeah. Speaking Nicely of. <laughs> Nicely just came done. Oh, I got my copy of it from work. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'll go to you next. Tooch, why don't you give out your shout outs? 
Uh, well, first of all, all the butterflies in the chat, they were hilarious tonight, man. Uh, shout out Chris Watts for joining us. He's got a big knob. Hi, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Heidi>, of course. <laughs> and uh, Aldo for uh, throwing it all together, all the graphics, man. The the, the uh, Hi. what was that? The, yeah, the, the graphic for the uh, for the game show questions was great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and uh, Dan Aguirre. I, I was thinking about you today, Danny. I was like. Uh, when I had a copy in my office of the Vince going, I was like, man, Dan Aguirre is every bit as good as Vin, you know? So just, uh, uh, Dan, uh, uh, your uh, amazing radio voice. I would love to hear Dan Aguirre announce a football yeah. game. Hell yeah. Oh, wouldn't yeah. Be, wouldn't that be cool? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Got to figure out a way. All right, Mr. Chris Watts, give us some words that will inspire us all over our bodies. Wow. In, what, in a sexual way? <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes on this show. <laughs> hey, it certainly does. Well, I'd just like to say, uh, yeah, I'd just like to say that uh, it's been great meeting Heidi. Uh, I think, Heidi, you're coming over to Chicago the same weekend as I am, so it'll be... It'd be great to hook up and, and speak to you face to face. Um, thank you, Aldo, for, for, for letting me come on the show. It's been an absolute blast as usual. This is the best I've felt at 25 past four in the morning in a long time. And it's always awesome to hear Tucci's voice. But, you know, bear your soul. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, I'll, I'll have to try and get a copy of that uh, magazine you just done, too. Yeah. And then... Last not least is the great Dan Aguirre, the man with the golden voice, the, the Bears yep. fan. And Dan, Dan, never, when you apologised about last week, mate, you got nothing to apologise. Don't ever change who you are because that's why I really like it. I love you as a, as a mate. So uh, don't, don't, change, don't change your opinions and who you are, Danny, at all. Thank you. Uh, and I appreciate what Tooch said as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely not on par with Vin Scully, and I'll admit that I think Vin's NFL coverage was quite boring, but he was great with the Dodgers and on NBC doing the World Series stuff in the 80s. Uh, but yeah, uh, I did do some announcing in college for the college I, I was at for football, and I found myself uh, feeling like it was too much like work. Like I was like, man, I don't want football to, to be my job. I want it to feel like it's my outlet for everything bad, like if my life is, you know, in shambles, at least I've got the bears, you know? So I didn't want football to feel too much like work. So that's why I didn't pursue that any farther. And I obviously I do high school coverage, but that's on a different level, but um, I still, everyone deserved an apology from last week. As soon as I left, I, I text Aldo immediately from my Jeep and it was like, man, I threw like four picks tonight. This show, I single-handedly made it just fucking suck. So no, I was embarrassed. He, he always says that, Aldo. I know. Well, I was does. I was really embarrassed of my performance last week. And I yeah. don't want to make any excuses. The context, I guess I was really uptight because <laughs> the next day I was finding out if I had cancer or not. And I'm not oh, trying geez. to make anyone feel sorry for me. I don't. I came back benign. Yeah. So it was a huge – but that's a – I don't know why I was so emotional. That's the only thing looking back that I could explain why I was so – just on edge and but I, again i'm not trying to like uh, justify it i'm apologizing I'm just trying to explain why i don't know I had one but, of the best barroom moments last week was when we found out that dan would rather give aaron Rodgers a blowjob than grow a beard right hey and chris <laughs> right. agreed with me that he doesn't like beards right. either 
<laughs> but be, be, no, how, how were you, Dan, on that one, mate? I mean, I, I'll go about three or four days without having a shave, but I don't do beards, man, because like, you all look the same with beards. I don't, you all look like uh, Peter Sutcliffe, the Yorkshire Ripper, who killed about 13 women over here in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> well, well, the last thing I wanted to say, uh, I since I guess all of us are going to be together that Raiders weekend. and Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, meeting you all. I don't want it to be cold again. We still haven't had summer here yet. It's it's rained every day. So I can wait a little bit, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm anticipating it greatly to meeting you, Chris, to meeting you, Heidi, and just being with Aldo and John again. And hopefully the Bears winning some games too. And, and one more yeah. thing, don't forget, next week we're going to be off. Uh, for Independence Day. That's right. Fourth of July, we'll take the week off. All right, uh, yeah, sure. But uh, Dan is uh, going to have his hands full, uh, or excuse me, that's uh, Marilyn Manson is going to have his hands full. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a Britishman, as a, as a Britishman, am I supposed to congratulate you on July the 4th as an Englishman? And am I first like to spur you bastards? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know quite know how to react. So I'm obviously happy for you, but you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, I, I will just conclude things by saying I, I love all of you guys, and I, I echo what Dan just said. Heidi and Chris are going to be here for the Raiders game. We're going to throw a party. Tooch, I'm sure you're going to come down too with the family. Oh yeah. And we're going to get everything oh, organized yeah, and let all the barflies know, so that hopefully we can all get together and celebrate one another. Uh, our Tooch, you need to go here. to the game this year. Yeah, Tooch. Let's try and make it happen. I know last game, I uh, sporting. I went to the Iowa Cubs game last Wednesday. It was actually really good. So yeah. they, they won eight nothing. It was like four home runs in the game too. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, so it we'll we'll figure all this out. We'll have uh, more news on this. And uh, Chris and Heidi, I hope to have you guys back real soon this was so much fun and uh, i love all you guys you really mean the world to me you're uh you're my family so uh let's uh end it on that note goodbye everybody Everybody bye -bye. Be well. bye. cheerio